The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. I can't hear anything right now, so you guys are going to have to take it in, Cody. I can't. All of a sudden, my audio just... No problem. Oh, no. Hey, you know... Cody, bring us in. That's why you got a co-host, man. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the C3 Panthers podcast. I'm your co-host, Cody Lashley. That's the professor, Tony Dunn. He's having some technical difficulties right now, but you know that we'll get through it. Uh, Let me um, introduce some of our, uh, you know, the, the other two members of the Four Horsemen. The voice that makes them moist, CK, CK, how are you, brother? Oh, you know, just another Tuesday in the books. Uh, one more week to uh, closer to the NFL uh, season to be started and more content. I mean, it's just, uh, again, I, I don't know how the NFL does it, but they always find ways to keep uh, the media going for this. And uh, this week's no different. So uh, we're going to talk about a couple things. I think it's going to be exciting to talk about the mini camp and among other things that we can, uh, you know, discuss with the schedule release and everything, but should be a good night. Uh, happy to be here with you boys. Yeah, man. Listen, the schedule release, uh, no more Troy pride news around, uh, Devonte Adams and potentially at one point in time, maybe having been a Panther and then us choosing Kelvin Benjamin over him, man, it's going to be a great show. We've actually got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, this next man, you know him and love him. He has one of the best beards in all of Panthers YouTube, if I do say so myself. It's the Bat Daddy, the Stat Daddy. I heard he's been chasing squirrels. What's up, Greg? Squirrels and goats, man. Let me tell you, if you got goats, you know the struggle. Like It's almost impossible to keep them in a fence. So I'm like my sixth variation of this fence. I think I've got him beat yeah. for at least a couple days. We're going to see. Other than that, man, things are going great. Yeah, man. Well, listen, happy you could join us. And listen, to all of the incredible C3 fans in the chat, boys, you already know them and love them. They hang out all the time. It's our man's Drew, Antoine Henderson, ATX19, Carson One, Dan Floyd, Joey the Blind Panther Esquivel, Lawrence Trevette, Matt Knows Nothing, Off Grid, Tommy Doc Martin, Why Big Jordan, Trail one. This is normally the part where I said Tony Dunn and nothing to it but to do it. Let's roll. And I am going to say it. I'll say it to all of you and nothing to it but to do it. Let's roll. Boys, the schedule has come out for the Carolina Panthers. Um, if you give me just a moment, I'll pull it up here um, and, and we'll kind of discuss it a little bit more. But what were some of your first initial thoughts um, on seeing 
this schedule and uh we'll go to ck first um you know the my first initial thought is eh, you know it's just the schedule i don't know what else like it's 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 we knew who our opponents were for the most part it's good that we have an extra home game we didn't have that benefit last year as we got the extra game uh at houston um so it's good to have the extra home game so we have nine home games this year as opposed to the normal eight um, that we have seen in years past. So um, that should be exciting to be able to uh, have an extra opportunity to, to get to some games. Um, I'm interested to see what all you guys uh, find to, you know, if there's any, any, any games that are super interesting, that maybe would be a good uh, game for us all to go to. So yeah, worth, uh, taking a look and maybe going through game by game and seeing what we got. Yeah. So I have the, the schedule. All right. Is there any way you guys can hear me now? Yes. Yeah, we heard you the first time. No, I mean, like the entire my, I couldn't hear anything either. Like my audio just went blank. Can you hear Um, us now? Right when the show was coming on. Yeah. Everything's good. Not worried about the calls. It's just ridiculous. Right. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Hey, dude, I've had a hell of a day today, man. (laughs) I could, my my day has been a crazy one. So, uh, we'll, we'll make it work no matter what. But listen, Let's go over this schedule, man. This is um, this is something that uh, we got a chance to react to a little bit. Over, you know, when this came out, um, I reacted to this on the Friday free for all a little bit. We went through it. I want to know what you guys think about this schedule. The thing that pops off the top of my head is that after the Panthers were so abysmal at home last year, what a way to redeem yourself! Then three home games in a row here in Charlotte, uh, right before week six, man. I mean, that that gives us four of our first six games of the season mm-hmm. are in Bank of America Stadium, man. This is a perfect opportunity for us to get on a roll. And Tony Dunn, you know what I always say about the NFL season you find out who the legit teams are around week six and week seven. And I'll be damned if, if week six and week seven aren't some Super Bowl contenders on that list in the Los Angeles Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I don't know, man. I mean, a lot of people were kind of saying that this is a tough uh, schedule for us this year. But, boys, I got to be honest. I could see a lot of games that could very easily swing in the direction of the Carolina Panthers. Right. Yeah. You know, the last time I remember looking at a screen like this and saying the same thing was whenever Cam Newton came back last year and we were all predicting, that, <laughs> hey, man, we can we can win the next six of the next seven games <laughs> and, and know, go to the play. So Anger the schedule, to the heart. Yeah, when the schedule wow. comes out, all it really means for me is what like what games I can look at that I could possibly go to because it doesn't Ooh. really matter. It's what we're going to play. And it's it's basically the same. Which are those? Year. Which are those? Which are the ones you want to go really to or could enough. go to? That's the thing. That's what we got to look at is yeah. like, I got to say this. This is the hardest schedule to read right here. This I, know, I hate their layout. Yeah. Whatever this graphic is, I can't, I can't like barely see what the weeks, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like who the opponents are. All right. So I'm week one. A better one. Browns week one Browns. Yeah, let's get uh, some. I'll write. I'll write is it. Is that home? Let's get some uh, season predictions for records here as we go. Yeah. Um, All right. So I'll I'll write write it as well and do a simulation if we need to. The the big story, I guess, will be with Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield. Right. Um, what happens? And 
you know, is because somehow that saga is linked to us. Right. You know, whether we want it or not, we are involved with the Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. discussions heavily. We're pursuing him heavily. And then the continued connections with Baker Mayfield. Right. So this game week one. I mean, look, it's going to be interesting no matter what. And then you could always swap Sam Darnold still with Baker Mayfield. We've talked about that ad nauseum in past shows. Um, But I wonder if, I mean, like, who knows with Deshaun Watson? Who knows with Deshaun Watson, like, what's going to happen? Is he going to be – people keep saying, is he going to be suspended? I say the same thing. But at what point do we just know? Much better. Like how long? I mean, when is the ruling going to come out? How have the each day that goes by? Do you think it means less and less that Deshaun Watson's going to be suspended? So I heard that they were going to know something <laughs> soon. Uh, so yeah, have you I heard that? Oh, okay. I can't wait, yeah. man. Only well, yeah, finally. I heard that the NFL was uh, meeting with Deshaun Watson that they were going to like start having discussions with him. And normally, when that happens, they're getting close to making their decision. Um, and then, listen, we would be remiss about people continuing to still, you know, we have to mention that people are still trying to push Baker Mayfield on the Carolina Panthers. And just like last season when we opened the season with the, the Jets and we had Sam Donald and everyone thought that was going to be, a you know, Sam's coming out day. Well, dude, they're trying to push that on us again with Baker Mayfield being the starting quarterback for the Panthers. And that's just such a dumb idea to me, but yeah, I mean that, that game, who who knows if Deshaun is on that team and, and he's starting. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole different ball game. That's a whole different money line, all that stuff. Sorry. I'm counting up wins losses here. (laughs) Not my prediction. And how about that? Why though? How about that buy it, uh December fourth? Like that? Am I wrong in thinking that's a pretty late buy? Like yeah, I feel is. like normally yeah, we December, a lot what, year, what week is that? It's eleven oh, weeks in, so it's week twelve. Um, I think yeah. especially if we're gonna be able, to, like again, this is a long shot, and I'm not saying that we're on that verge yet, guys. We haven't seen the team play a single snap yet, um, built the way that it is, but. But if we do end up finding a way to be successful and make it into the postseason, these weeks are long mm. when you add this extra, you know, NFL season or NFL uh, week uh, to the season. So that late buy, I think, is super important to the the can the ability for there to be a long a long haul. So I mean, yeah, I, I, nobody ever. I don't think I've ever heard of a team that's wanted an early buy. That has been our problem in the past is having mm-hmm. early buys. Let's go back to the beginning of the schedule. So we open up with Cleveland. You got the, you know, the discussion we've already had, the uncomfortableness that surrounds that. The Giants, um, two teams that kind of are on were on similar tra- trajectories, you know, hired a head coach um in Matt Rule and Joe Judge at the same time. Now the Giants have moved on. They've already done a complete retool in the front office. So the Giants, uh, this is on the road. I don't think this is an easy game, though. Do y'all want to go down and and say win-loss? I'll keep track of it. I mean, we can do it. I mean, we could, but it's just guessing crazy. Yeah, I mean, I feel like... But yeah, I mean, that's fine. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say... 
Um, we're one and one at the end of these first two games. There's so many unknowns. All right. about, this, about this football so team. Let's do. Know? I mean, which makes this a, a good thing to be able to come back to, yeah. not with a receipt to say, you know, oh my God, look how bad you were off, but like, you know, at least to kind of see, you know, what what transpired. But I think we could also do not to take the coin away from other programs, but do some sort of like a bold prediction for the season as well. Oh, yeah. um, you know, like if you're looking that. at the schedule, like if it could be singular or it can be is a total, you know, record or or like. Something as as in you know as like specific as really Sam Darnold makes makes his uh, <laughs> player of the year campaign you know starts out by week six if he starts to do X Y or Z like those types of things like I think yeah. we could talk about. Let's write them down. I got it. But if y'all want to, all right, all right. Week one, week one. I'm yeah. gonna go with a um, a home opening win. I'm opening win. Surprise. I'm going, okay. I'm going with the and loss. And then I'm going to go L on the road to the Giants. So there's okay. my two, just to speed things up. What you got? Um, I'm going to – I mean, again, so it, it all just depends on if if Deshaun is starting. I mean, if Deshaun is starting, I think it's going to be a win for them no matter what. I'll just say Browns win um, just because I think that's going to be the start of people saying that um, – Sam Darnold isn't necessarily going to be the guy. And I think okay. the Browns have a really good defense. Um, and I think that you can see a lot of issues from Sam Darnold early on. Now, Sam did start out really hot last year. I mean, he didn't necessarily put up a bunch of touchdowns, but, you know, he was taking care of the ball. He was getting it to Christian McCaffrey. You know, he was running. Y'all remember how much Sam was running early in the season? Like that, hey, I think that he had three touchdowns in the first game or the first two games. Yeah, three rushing dude, touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, dude, that that boy was a running quarterback, dual threat. Mm-hmm. So maybe that they can kind of do something similar. I don't know. I would say loss to the Browns. Okay, what about the Giants? Oh, dude, I'm done losing to the fucking NFC East. We have to beat the Giants. Man. Win, okay. CK. Um, I think it's a win both. I think win both. Both. Ooh, I don't think there's okay. a shot. I don't think there's a shot that Deshaun is not getting suspended. Okay. Uh I'm going uh loss Cleveland win New York. So we all got one and one except for CK. I'm thinking so I'll just keep up with it. Now here. this is crazy. The next three games are at home. That's what I'm saying. And on mm-hmm. top of that, there are two four o'clock games at home. That's um, strange. Can we can we Prime. ask this? What are the chances Three. Three. that Sam Darnold oh, isn't no, the quarterback at week one? Um, th- that's a damn good. There, question. There's a chance. I don't know what it is though. I mean, the t- so but okay. Look, can we go over? Okay, this all right. You writing this down, Greg? So I'm you, you got down. us, got our picks down. Mm-hmm. All right. So week. I'm one, just writing down wins losses. I'm not writing yeah, down what y'all are picking uh, for week one. So. one Here's here's the answer the question yes or no around the horn is uh Sam Darnold the starter? Yes. I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say so yes, yes for yeah. Greg and I. Yes. <sighs> Fuck. Yeah. Oh, you're not gonna go like we can't get no Baker Mayfield starting, Cody. Right. No, but and dude, like that's wow. the thing. Right. It, it, just, it, it it makes no sense to me. Well, that made this and, boring. Well, but can anyone make a better point for why? Baker Mayfield, it wouldn't just muddy the waters here. Like what? Like okay, uh, if you bring in Baker Mayfield right now, 
He's still having to learn a brand new playbook. Mm-hmm. He's still having to get used to the offense and get used to the coaches. Like, what well, we're just expecting to trade for him. Sam Darnold, though. Yeah, but like, we're just expecting to trade for him, and all of a sudden, Baker Mayfield is the starting. And he's coming off an injury too. And, and, yeah, and it didn't work out for us well last year. I agree. I agree. I'd rather have. Sam. All right. Okay, not to flog it too much, but I agree. You know, I mean, that's a good point. All right, so yes is all around there. We're now um, heading into week three at home for a three-game home stretch. This is the first of three games, one o'clock start, the New Orleans Saints' first division game of the season. Uh, I'll let you guys go. I'm going to go first on this one and just say I think that this is going to be Carolina's defensive backfield coming out party. I think J.C. Horn is going to smack the shit out of Michael Thomas. I think Dante Jackson's going to put the brakes on Chris Olave. And what, who else they got? Jarvis Landry? Yeah, C.J. Henderson's about to lock his ass down to Panthers get a W. We repeat what we did last year. Panthers get a victory over the Saints at home with three. Gotcha. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with that. I think the Again, I and I know I'm going oh at three and oh, um, but we did kind of have a good year yeah, like last that year. last year. Mm-hmm. Um and and I, I think everybody is crowning the uh the Saints right now, and I don't see the vet like they still have Jameis Winston as their quarterback. So like there is and now if this whole Drew Brees thing turned out to be something, maybe it's a different story, but Right now, I, I just don't see Jameis Winston coming in here and being the, the game. What is that Drew Brees thing? I kind of heard something. Talking he got fired from, out of retirement. He yeah. got fired from NBC because he wasn't a very good commentator. And uh, and now there's conversations about the potential of him coming back to the NFL. That's was cool. he really fired? Yeah, they said that they they soured on his uh, – uh, on his like he started out okay, but as the year went on, he just wasn't very good. Hmm. Yeah. I tell you this, this brings back something very important uh, that happened to me in my life or that I did in my life. Um, So in 2010, the year that the Panthers stunk it, stunk it up. You know what I'm saying? That Jimmy Clausen, we started three different quarterbacks. Jimmy Clausen was one of those quarterbacks. And that brought us Cam Newton, right? Um, What was he, 14 and 2 that year? I attended... It was actually a grand experience. It was a great game. We uh, sat on the fourth row of the at where we were at Bank of America. We were on the Saint side of the stadium, though. But fourth row, forty-five yard line. Um, I forget where we were in the season, but we had been getting the brakes beat off of us. They beat us thirty-three to nothing. I mean, thirty-three to three, thirty-three to three. I mean, they beat the <laughs> brakes off of us, dude. We had nothing. But in this time, uh, we made the Jumbotron twice. One of the girls that was with me, her seat got selected. She got all these vouchers for the airplane tickets. People were, you know, like um, the guy in front of us was a Saints fan. One of the Saints players gave him his receiving gloves. Like it was just like a great time despite it. We stayed to the very last moment. Nice. And there weren't a lot of people in there late. (laughs) There certainly weren't a lot of Panther fans there late. That's why we got all those rewards. So um, I'm trying to talk junk 
because like we're so close the saints players could actually hear me you know what i'm saying like i mean i was talking to them basically and drew Brees is sitting there right in front of me i mean he had just shredded us basically so like what are you gonna say you suck Right. You know, like, what do you do? What? How do you talk junk yeah. to somebody? You still do it. You still you have to. <laughs> oh well. Like, oh, at, the time, at the time, he was him and his wife did these insurance company uh, uh, commercials. They did some commercial together, and he had, you know, he's got the big birthmark on his face. He's not very good. At, like, he's very uncomfortable on camera, and his wife who. It was a natural woman. Let me put it that way. You know, she was not just this insta, whatever. She was so she stole the show, though. Like she was far more charismatic, camera friendly, all hmm. of this in this commercial. So all I could do was yell, Hey, Drew Breeze, your wife is better in that commercial than you are. That's what I yelled at him over and over. And he started chuckling. Like, it was the only thing. He couldn't stop laughing. And he he didn't want to turn around and talk. Like, I couldn't say nothing to him. But that is it. And guess what? What is this? 12, almost 13 years later, turns out Drew Brees still ain't good on camera. Still not good on camera. Even after those uh, artificial hair plugs he'd done putting his head. Mm. You know, hey, power to him, man. I guess I would, you know. I don't know. It's it's Um, so funny to hear people roast him, though. Like, it was so obvious. And I I tell you what, I still hold a grudge. He was on Saturday Night Football, like, basically talking shit about our defense. Like, after, we, you know, that was still when the Panthers had one of the, you know, we were putting up historic numbers where one of, like on record for an all-time defense or something crazy like that. And Drew Brees was just up on that panel, so snide. And, yeah, they do some college shit. And even though he may have been oh, right, dude, I was so fucking mad. About, you man. got so mad. Uh, I was mad, dude. I was big right. mad. Uh, you know, the Saints come into Bank of America in week three after on their third straight division game. Their season starts with uh, Falcons at home. Uh, no, they're at the Falcons. They host the Bucks, which I always feel like they host the Bucks in week two, right yeah, early in do. the season. It well, feels like that they're... happens a lot. And then on the road to the Panthers. Think about that. Three, they open the season. We don't play any division opponents in the first two games. They only play the division. Um, you know what is? I'm thinking, uh, what'd you guys say? We're beating the Saints or not? Yeah, I said, I say, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm gonna say no. Okay. And then I'll go ahead and lead the next one, but we win Arizona at home and lose to San Francisco. Okay. So you you got them at two and three through five games. Uh, I'm gonna actually, uh, Flip that. Uh, I'm going to say that we lose. You said we lose to Arizona and beat San Francisco. Um, I said we beat Arizona, lose to San Francisco. Okay, I'm going to agree with you on that. Then I think we beat Arizona, and lose to San Francisco. So beat it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make it simple, man. 
Look, maybe I'm pie in the sky right now. Oh, you know, God. maybe I'm just Here trying to be. A, Here he comes, and we got to talk I'm, about your take. Look, there's people be, out there waiting to hear about you and your takes. Dude, I may, maybe maybe uh, you know, I'm just being a homer, as I've been known to be. But this is an unprecedented opportunity, like I said earlier, for the Panthers to really build a home presence, like we have failed to do for the past few years. I'm going to go on a limb and say that stretch of New Orleans, Arizona, and San Fran, W's, baby. W's. And the bank, that's where we're putting them. I love it. All right, so that puts him at... Four and one. Four so, and yeah, one. He's four and one. There. You're two and three. I'm three and two. All right. Um, I unfortunately think we backslide. Um, yeah. after we beat the Saints, um, I think Arizona has made enough moves to keep Kyler Murray happy, who's gonna be playing for a contract um this year. Um, if he doesn't get one done before the end of the year, um, or before the uh league year starts. Um, so I think we're gonna lose to the to the uh Cardinals. I think they have a bone to pick after last year. Um, and I think the 49ers are just too well coached to be, um, at least with what we have right now. So I think that's going to be enough about it. So I think we lose. I don't necessarily think we lose uh, in uh, convincing fashion, but I do think those are losses at home. Okay. So three and two. All right. Hey, your audio I, was kind of going a little bit crazy. Okay. I was worried it was my, my whole computer. What is it? What is it doing? You're, you're, uh, it's good now. But now it's not doing it, but uh, it was like st- you're kind of robotic a little bit, but you're good now. Oh, okay, cool. Um, um, all right, yeah. so here's where I go is I feel like San Francisco begins a long slide for us. We mm-hmm. lose. So I've already picked through San Francisco, but um, we lose to the Rams on the road. Okay. We lose at home to the Bucks. Okay. And the reason I think this is I think the Bucks, and this is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, week seven. I think the Bucks are still pretenders at this point. I don't know. Are, are the Buccaneers or is Tom Brady gonna be able no, to do they're not pretenders? Yeah. How can they be pretenders, man? Tony, don't we have to give Tom Brady? Are there, is their defense gonna be as point? good as it was last year? That's what I want to know. I just want to I mean I feel like we'll be figuring out if the Tampa Bay Bucks right here. Like they might be teasing us, but they're a good team still. But like, I or feel like whether, but I feel like whether you love the dude, I said we're gonna lose to him. I'm just saying, like Tampa Bay, like the fact that Tom Brady is back, the fact that the very last pass he threw was a bomb to Mike Evans that was for a touchdown. Yeah, I got like, no problem with that. Yeah, I'm talking Tom about Brady, some like, of the have... other unknowns. I just don't know about the team. Other unknowns. I sound like Donald Rumsfeld. You don't know what you don't know receiver other unknowns well i was really on the defense i just want to hear what how offensive linemen i just want to know what they are from last year to this year we need to get from uh yeah we gotta get into it but i think we'll be trying to figure out who the bucks are around that time i still think we lost there but a win against the falcons okay and loss against the Bengals. dang okay Win against the Falcons. We sweep the Falcons. Tony goes like five games. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Now screw screw one. I got you at four, four and six through week ten. Then um, I don't even know what we're on. (laughs) We're start with the Rams. Start with the Rams and go through go through the Falcons. Okay. So okay, Uh, I think that we are going to backslide a tad. 
I think the Rams will get us just because they're returning pretty much, you know, most of the most of their team. I will say though, if if the Panthers beat the Rams and what that's week six, again, that's my threshold mark, week six. Mm-hmm. If the Panthers beat the Rams and we actually do have a schedule similar to what I'm saying, then the Panthers are a legitimate contender at that point in time. Cody, you're saying they're going to be seven and what now? No, no, no. no. I said we're, no you, you just did, said you, if they beat the Rams, but you also said we, but before that, no, but last I don't time think you had the beat. mic, you we had you had us beating the Cardinals, the 49ers. Yeah. So I got us, we, I have us beating the Saints, the Cardinals, and the 49ers. I have us losing two right. to Los Angeles and Tampa. All right. Okay. So you think Tampa as a loss? Yeah. I'm taking All Los right. Angeles as a loss. I'm taking uh, Tampa as a loss. Okay. And, dude, we're going to fucking pull the upset in Cincy. Because there's only well, one Queen you skipped, City. You skipped dude. Atlanta. There's only one Queen City, and it's in Charlotte. No, I okay. said we beat Atlanta. Okay, did you? Okay, sorry. Yeah. Atlanta. So you're saying we beat Cincinnati, too? Yep. Yeah. So what does that put us? Oh, and then. Uh, and yeah, then. Just, so you, do we sweep Atlanta? Next... Sorry. We're yeah, gonna get, was... get, get, get your, your run of when the wins and losses in here. Um, dude, I think we have I have us winning the first three. I think we lose all the way until the Falcons. Um, so the first to Falcon the game. Rams and and the Buccaneers, and we lose. We win that game against the Falcons. Um, okay. the Cincinnati Bengals would be interesting. I just I have a hard time seeing us being able to beat them. Okay. Um. We beat the Falcons. I think we sweep the Falcons. I think we okay. beat the Ravens. Are we going that far? Uh, well, hold on, right? Here. Let me let me catch yeah, up. So yeah, I've, so you, everybody that, go to Week uh, Ten. So we at Week Ten, CK, you're five and five. Cody, so you're wait, wait, Cody, you're, the- you're six and four. Cody, okay. Tony, you're four and six. And right now, I'm going to say that we lose to the Rams. We we I, I'm going to say we beat the Bucks because I'm just going to say it right now because one All of these right. years is going to be right. Tom Brady's eventually <laughs> going to fall off a cliff. And yep. when it happens for a quarterback at his age, I don't care how great you are, it happens yep. very, very quickly. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying this guy's going to, but I mean, I'm, I'm just going to say at the beginning of every season because eventually I'll be right. So we're going to beat the uh, beat the uh, Bucks right there. So that puts us at uh, three and three. And then we're going to beat the Falcons. That's four. We're going to beat the Bengals. That's five. We're going to beat the Falcons again. That's six. So did Cody say that if we swept, did you say that we were going to sweep the Falcons, Cody? What'd you say in your second uh, Falcons? The the last one I, the last one I got to was Cincinnati. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So what do you got in the next one? Because that's where I'm trying to like, kind of just move it a little, but uh, Charlotte at at home. I mean, I listen. Dude, again, so I reserve the right to change all these predictions. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we're just trying right. to go yeah. through this. Real quick. Like, like rapid fire. There's yeah. so much unknown with this team. And, and it's like, dude, if Matt Corral turns it on, and I don't know, there's a whole bunch of things that could happen. I'll just say right now, uh, I think, yeah, fuck it. We're sweeping the Falcons, dude. Okay. So what does that put him at, Greg? That puts him at so me and Cody are at six and four. CK's at five and five, and you're at four and six through ten games. So okay. give me the Ravens and the Broncos. Who me? Anybody who wants to. Um I'll just keep it moving. Uh 
All right, yeah, I'll, I'll be realistic, man. I think this is a backslide. Uh, I think the Ravens have a good defense. I love what they did in the draft. Uh, I, I'll say that's a loss. Okay. And, dude, as much as I fucking hate it, I don't know. They have Drew Locke as their quarterback, man. Who? Or no, Who, no, 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 Russell, Russell, Russell Wilson, yeah. Yeah, okay, no, no, that's a win for Denver. So that's a loss there, too? Yeah. I, I agree with you. Loss, loss, both of those. But – I'll go I ahead and say, say it. I'll go ahead and say it just, just to just to put it out there. After the bye, we're winning all those last games. Look at we'll look at them because we're winning all the games up there. So, yeah. But uh so loss loss for me. You said split, Tony. Yeah, give me a split to be optimistic here. Okay. Catch somebody somebody sleeping. And then I'm with you. All right. So we win. Oh, CK, what do you got for Baltimore and Denver? Yeah. Uh, I've got a win on both of those. Okay. Okay. What? So, yep, so, CK, so, at the, hey. so at the break, CK seven and five, Cody six and six, Tony is five and seven, and I'm six and six. Um, and with then, for the last four, I'm just gonna go ahead and get my final for the last ones. I think uh, we lose yeah. Seahawks on the road. We beat the no. Steelers and the Lions. Lose to the Bucks, and can you tell? Oh, and we upset the Saints on the road, so that okay, puts so us. You at, got us finishing at eight and nine. Yep, that's where okay. I think we. That are. sounds about right. <laughs> All right, what you got? Either one of y'all. Uh, I'm saying all wins throughout the last end of it. I'm gonna follow you, lead man, because like I, I mean, honestly, being real. Like, I don't think Sam Donald is going to be good through that many games. And I think at this point in time, we're talking about Matt Corral. Now, again, he's a rookie. Maybe it's not, you know, maybe it won't be great for him. Maybe it will. I'm just going to go optimistic, man. I've been going to bat on Twitter for my man, Matt Corral, all day. And I'm going to continue to do so. I'm going to follow you, Lee, Greg. These are all W's after the buy. Nice. So me and you both think eleven and six this year, then just yeah. just just blind blind looking at the schedule. Okay. Yeah. No, this like I said, this is no good. Good. Tony is just laughing at us heaving, dry heaving. And now we. <laughs> we'll I, uh, I'll give you my Whoa. final. I'll give you mine. Um, okay. I think we win against Seattle. They don't have a quarterback. Um, Same. The Pittsburgh Steelers. I. That's gonna be a win. I just I. Again, we don't know enough about Pickett. I haven't seen enough from their team to indicate that they're going to be a, a major step up. And uh, quite honestly, I could see them stepping backwards while they get a, a, the new guy up and running. Um, the Detroit Lions, I think that's a win, but I think we lose the final two at, at the Bucks two. and at the Saints. Okay. I think they're both going to be in, uh, in, in, in playoff mode of some sort or like the Saints are going to be playing to try to, you know, just upside our season possibly. Um, you know, because I think uh, we have a chance to be in the playoffs uh, in those final two games, and I think we're going to lose those. Hey, can I put can I put forth a badass timeline? The Panthers lose the first two, and it's clear that Sam is the problem. Uh, let's say they're hard fought games. Come back home, Matt Corral makes his start against the New Orleans Saints. And fucking shreds them, dude. Yeah, dude, that's the stuff of legends awesome. right there. I think bro. that's gonna happen okay. with their their pieces with uh, you know uh, 
um, uh, Tyron Matthew. And oh, fuck it. I'm on one. I don't give a shit. My man said uh, when he was talking about the Seattle pick, he said, they don't got a quarterback. <laughs> We're on the road. We ain't got a quarterback. <laughs> no, that's not true. We got we got Matt Corral. Uh, like, who is their quarterback? Uh, Drew Locke. I mean, they Drew they Lock, ain't got bro. a quarterback fine, but then we Lock still ain't got a quarterback. We ain't Drew, got a quarterback. And they got Drew Locke lost the competition to Teddy Bridgewater, who then immediately got cut after uh, the season. That, <laughs> I think that's a Vic Fangio thing. I think that's one of those stupid internet, or not internet things, but like where um, they just like the safer pick. It was, you know, like you just want the guy that's going to not turn the ball over when you're a defensive yeah. coach. Teddy Bridgewater is that for some reason. I don't right. know why. Let me let me go about it this way. Name another player on their team other than Drew Locke. DK Metcalf. Yeah, that's like this is the only other person you can name because they have nobody. Tyler Lockett. Oh, 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 I know, I know. Uh Pete Carroll. Carol. Uh, <laughs> on defense, I don't know who they got anymore. Like they got nobody. They they've like yeah, they're in full rebuild them. mode. Oh, uh, the dynasty is diminished. Jamal Adams is over there. Yeah. Oh God. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like little baby Lockett. Little baby Tyler so, Lockett. Oh, and they got Noah Font. How about that? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, looking at these uh, these predictions, though, we're all relatively close. Me and Cody, eleven and six. CK, ten and seven. Tony eight and nine. I mean, we're all within two or three games of each other. So optimistic, guys. I'm being crazy. Look, I I think no, I'm sorry. I was saying I think that we have fixed our biggest problem this year with the offensive line. I think that we're gonna be able to see what a quarterback, a quarterback can do behind this offensive line. It's another boomer We have one of the easier schedules. Like if you look at it, like from from a pure competition standpoint, outside of facing two Super Bowl. Like like two of the people that were in the Super Bowl last year, like in in the Tampa Bay Bucks twice a year, um, like I mean our schedule is pretty like you know mild. Like it's not like these are mild. all winnable it looks games. Terrible, it looks tough, man. We got some tough matchups. Oh, dude, right. if you look at it, the back end looks friendly. Right, the back end looks friendly. Before the bye week is a nice. It's a tough road. Road. What are the you toughest? Know what I'm saying? Like. What are the toughest matchups on this schedule? Um, Rams, Angeles. Bucks, and uh, the, the Bengals, the Bengals, Bengals Ravens. And I would say opening week against Cleveland. All y'all, all I hear is people tell us how tough, how much better the Cleveland Browns roster is than us. That's all the quarterback, us, though, is going to be the biggest. I know, question. but they still told us that is like, oh, Deshaun Watson don't want to come to. Carolina because Browns got the best roster in the world. That's what they keep saying. So I would say the Browns uh, are scary there week one. Um, I think the 49ers, the 49ers, the Rams, the Bucks, um, and the Broncos to me are all matchups I ain't really excited about. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, it, and it, the Ravens, so too. Exactly. Dan Floyd said, don't forget the Ravens. It's like... I don't know. The Ravens were awesome, lackluster last man. year. He's awesome. They the, People act like he's gone. He only played 12 games last year. The biggest uh, unknown we, for us is the quarterback position. And the fact that well, right the now... The most Sam, important position. Yeah, Sam, the mm. most important position. Sam Darnold is our guy. And they keep telling us that they don't want to rush Matt Corral. 
And yeah, look, as Panther fans, and I, I'm included, like, you know, I think that there's a very real possibility that uh, Matt, you know, was probably a victim of the offense that he was on, that he was in, real heavy RPO stuff. You know, maybe once he gets used to doing stuff under center in training camp, if he really takes to the playbook, if he's the guy, I don't even know if uh, Matt Rule will give him that opportunity. Like, they say that there's oh, a Of course he will, man. Of course I don't he will, think so. dude. Look at all no, that. It's not like Christian. Sam Darnold's their guy, dude. Don't worry. They got no allegiance to Sam Darnold. This guy will go with whatever when it comes to quarterback. God, well, he will go with that. You don't got to worry about that. Like, he's going to prove us wrong by going with Sam Darnold? No. That's not going to happen. I think that he wants to make himself look right the first time they traded for and Sam And you know what? Is that getting casting Sam Darnold to the wayside if he's terrible is the way he's going to do it. He's done it to everybody else. He did it yeah. to Teddy Bridgewater. He did it to Sam Darnold. He did it to Cam Newton. He did it. He, he tells us, like, he will go with another quarterback. I ain't worried about that. He changes quarterbacks like he changes his underwear. I have a more important question. I don't know how the reason we did not lead with this because we didn't do any show prep and my computer was blowing up, it seemed like, in the beginning. Still is. But what did you guys think about the schedule release video for the Carolina Panthers and uh, just schedule release videos in general? I, I mean, thought I'll, that I'll reserve mine for later. I, 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 I think that the Panthers had the second coolest the the Homer. second coolest Homer. schedule released out of out of all of them, man. And it was cool. Look, I'm a '90s kid. It was man. long, dude. The Panthers one was long. They're all dude, long. I, it was I'm three a, minutes. A it was like four minutes long. It was like it felt like a movie. They all I'm a, like I'm a '90s kid, so it's like I, I remember all that stuff. The the older video game consoles, the TVs. You know, I I remember that stuff, but. Like my man Justin says, the Chargers had the best one. And if you were looking at all of them, the Chargers had the best one. Not only am I a big time anime nerd, but dude, the, the that, amount of uh, jokes, that Urban Meyer troll was on uh, was next level. Dude, it was uh, everything. Everything they did. From the Cleveland Browns to the Falcons, dude, it was just amazing. The Waffle House, right? Wasn't that the it one where so they good. had the twenty-eight? Yeah. There was the like Waffle uh, House, and yeah, it, and it took out the three. W. The W wasn't lit up. It was too smart for me. Uh, one, oh, but the the Actually, Urban Meyer troll was, and they weren't the only Urban Meyer troll. There was a couple of them out there. There was Rick, one other you, one. Um, once you watch it. You're gonna be like, oh, this is the fucking coolest thing ever. You haven't yeah, seen I'm it. Watching it right? No, I'm watching it right now. I Dude, seen it. At, okay. at one point, they have the coaches, um, uh, the coach for the Chargers, Staley, and um, the coach for the Chiefs. What's his name? The uh, Andy Reid. Yeah, Andy Reid. They're in Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert Mecca. These big, like, badass robot mechs, dude. It was so fucking it is cool, good. man. It was good. Huh. Dude, I loved it, dude. It was awesome. Um, this is why I disagree. I didn't like the Panthers one. Well, yeah, because you're... It's... it's no, you know it's why? It's interesting. Oh, 
I am mean, such a 90s kid. Like, I don't know a song or movie out reference outside of the 90s. Like, I, <laughs> I think this is the Panthers, though. I feel like, and maybe I know there's been a lot of social media turnover lately. And, but still, you got Bill Voth in the background running the whole thing. He's the guy, I think, that runs their yeah, he is. media department. I feel like they've milked the 90s theme for three years straight. You remember that? Like, so they were the ones that to me broke, like set the tone for right. these, these schedule release videos. We had one. Didn't they do like a Donkey Kong one one year or something? What was it they did? They, they were the, one of the cutting edge departments that came out. I remember it had something to do with Nintendo. I feel like they're milking that genre too much. Yeah. And so, like, I just was like this. It was like, all right, yes, the card on the bicycle. Got it. The Nintendo. Got it. The pizza rolls. Got it. Like, it just, I feel like, hey, the Chargers went to something new this year. I like the Lions one. Did you guys see the ones the Lions did with the no, self-defense like dude? I felt they like hired I hired that special technical self-defense dude. Like you could, I think here is what the Panthers missed a great opportunity this year. Mr. Beast. Doing oh, a good thing. Can I tell you what this really feels like for me watching this video? It feels like a bunch of people who didn't live in the 90s are doing a report on the 90s and making a video presentation <laughs> that's, that's, about uh, it. You know, it's what it really feels like. Yeah. Like, yeah, I remember this. I remember this from when I was a kid, but this doesn't remind me of, of being a kid. Like, this doesn't look or feel like my childhood. Like, it looks like if my kids were I know where video. are all the people smoking cigarettes at <laughs> I mean I don't know I mean, it wasn't bad but it definitely doesn't blow me away by any it seems I I feel like I could have thought of a whole lot cooler ways to do it you know it was I long know. I felt I just uh, it, look and I know it's cool here smart a smart move by the Panthers in this is the demographic for football fans probably listening to this show Mm -hmm. right now and watching is probably 25 to 60 and the people that hardcore follow it are probably 30 to 55 you know right. like i mean i bet you would even tighten that in a little bit mm -hmm. and so that is they are keying into their demographic yeah. You know, they are tuning in to that just like, I mean, so that's not the worst move. I just feel like I just remember them doing a big, they were one of the, where schedule release videos were kind of new. Yeah. And they did a, God, if somebody in the chat room can help me remind me what it was, I feel like did, it was a Nintendo theme or something. Yeah, they did video games specifically. Like this time it was more like video but, games okay. So they it, did but... did they do like twelve different video games yeah, or yeah. sixteen different video games or something? I remember that you and I'm just saying like here is that I think the Chargers one was pushing the new envelope. I'm not an anime guy. I Dragon Ball Z is after my time, you know. But still, I think that was kind of cool. I like Detroit with this special forces dude. That shit was great. 
dude, like for me growing up, like anime was all I watched. I, oh, didn't watch it. I, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. I had to watch like, cartoons Dragon on, Ball Z on was Saturday. Like, Dragon Ball. I watched the original Dragon Ball before the original Dragon Ball Z because it used to come on UPN early in the morning. Yep, that's right. I remember that far back. And Dragon Ball Z was the shit. And yeah, it's a blast from the past, man. And I don't know. I think the Panthers, like, they're still trying to build that vibe, you know, now that David Tepper owns the team, like they're trying to do, you know, cool, innovative things. I feel like you saw that last year with the Panther. Now you got Thomas Davis. He's like selling stuff, ice cream or whatever. It, it was cool, man. Like it's an opportunity for the social media teams to really kind of show their creativity and, uh, and really take a jab at all these other teams, you know, like or get jabbed at if you're the Jags, or get the jagged at. I don't know what you would say. Um, I, I thought. Off. And by the way, Matt Corral. I put this on Twitter. Matt Corral reminds me of the main character from this anime, Yu Yu Hakusho. His name was Yusuke Yurameshi. Dude, I'm a super nerd on this type of shit, but I'm telling you, that's who he reminds me of. All right. Well, you know what? We'll have to ask him what anime question uh, character he resonates with. All right. What else did we have to talk about? We had um, Troy Pride. Troy Pride Jr. Mm. Poor fella. Sad story. Dude, I man. don't. I don't even care at all. So mean. I don't man, give why? a single. I, I can't find a single why? shit to give. Because it's dude, another never, fourth round pick that everybody's excited about. Yeah, I never expected. Eight, he started eight games. I never expected anything over Troy Pride, and I never felt like he made a big impact on this football team. He's never been one of our top guys. He's never been someone that like we depended on. He was just another body, man. Yeah, it, you know, he was serviceable. Cool. But dude, we're not missing out on anything by not having Troy Pride. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of forgot he was on the team, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's like, dude. I really did. When y'all said Troy Pride was gone, I was like, oh, oh. Okay. Oh, yeah, who was like, that? Cool. I, I've already made peace yeah. with that. That's awesome. I made peace with that, like, last year when I thought he wasn't on the team anymore. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I like, think it's I, bull crap. I, I think this. I am sad about it. I'm sad about this. I'm sad for Troy Pride. Came out, fourth just, round pick. Um, made him start on a defense that with a – fresh coaching staff and a bunch of babies all up in there and they he started eight games and they threw him out to the wolves and used him half the time as a scapegoat he gets hurt all of a sudden he's just alienated from the team this and that my point is this is i don't know if troy pride is was is gonna be good or is good or isn't good but i do know this is it just has a ben a ben wickery feel to me and that is somebody you like when he's available, and now he got hurt, and we don't care about you. It just stinks. It's just sad. It's just sad. I don't know if Troy Pride really got the uh, an oppor- a, a real, real opportunity. And Matt, hey, look, he had an ACL injury, so I don't know how bad it is. They they did say he was released with an injury designation, but I feel like the right. teams can use that very uh, loosely. Like, yeah, exactly. My, so I just my, don't know this. I ain't got no problem with Troy Pride. Like his, like yeah. his, like you can't ask a baby out there. He was a, like you said, just a fourth round pick. But we made him go be our number one corner that year. Well, yeah, but like, okay, even if we gave him a fair shake, what was he ever going to be for us? 
Was he going to be a starting corner? Like, no, I don't know, man. Like, you know what? He's he did just as much as uh, he's done just as much for me as C.J. Henderson has. I'll agree with you on that. He's helped yeah, my but, life just as much as C.J. Mm-hmm. Henderson. If not but C.J. Henderson is also a first round is what? draft pick, uh, which is even. But I don't care. Like <laughs> he helped me. Like if you could be a first round draft pick, but if this brother gave me a hundred bucks, then I like him better. Yeah, but Troy Pride was never comparable to C.J. Hey, Henderson. Like. I it would doesn't s- matter. He wasn't good. When was he ever? Name your favorite Troy Pride play. When, name one when game C- where C.J. Henderson was good. Yeah. Dude, he played like half the season. <laughs> like, And he had no training oh, with us. He was Troy traded Pride. mid-season. Like, yeah, but yeah, that's I mean, what I'm saying. Yeah, but, he, but even when he was traded, he was traded for a reason. Because he was no good. He was garbage. That's why you trade a first-round pick for, for cheap. Not, and get he was in his him. second year. Like, you don't trade. Like, it wasn't garbage i think yeah, it was uh garbage. it was I, again jags are were in a are in a rebuild mode and i think they were trying to get assets they needed uh a tight end to try to help trevor lawrence like he was a better look like he was a better uh player than he was uh, you know or that he had been last year and, and apparently uh, he just didn't want to be there either right i just mm. feel bad for troy pride man he's just a guy that's kind of a casualty of the game is a guy that first of all if you're a fourth round pick you're an outsider trying to get in right you really oh, are but, uh, you know what i'm saying like it's like is you trying to get into the, like there should be zero expectations <coughs> on fourth and fifth round picks right it's like the expectation is making the team then he goes out there they they started him right off the bat for eight games in a lead role on this defense. And, yeah, you could say he got cooked in this and that, but, like, what rookie doesn't get cooked? And a guy that was probably should have been a developmental-type player getting cooked out of there, like, oh, well, of course he's getting cooked. And then he gets hurt, like a major injury. I just feel like it just uh, – this, this is the business. This is the it business is. of the game. But I am going to say this, is I feel more sorry for Troy Pride than I do – other of these jackass than Joe Brady. How about that? Bam. Your boy. Your boy. Dude, how about this? He's like, no, you know, like y'all were like that. Fuck Troy Pride. Pride. Fuck this Troy guy. Pride I got for, no pride. Build my expectations right. of him and that he's not on the team anymore. So okay. it's like, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't I, like especially, and I think that we would all agree with this that our defensive backfield now, especially after free agency and you know, after all the drafting that we've done, and I mean, the Panthers, their defensive backfield is by far one of the strengths of the entire football team right now. I legit believe that. So, like, Troy Pride was never going to be anything more than a backup anyway. And even still, we got, uh, what's his name that we drafted, man? I always forget this dude's name, man. Chat, tell me the dude's name. Keith, uh, Keith Taylor. Taylor. No, Keith Taylor. Oh, Keith, Keith Taylor. Taylor, yeah. Yeah, so it's like... He, There's this he boogie no, guy, no by the way. Class. Somebody told... I, I was saw, saw them talking about his 100-meter dash time or something, like, ridiculous. Yeah. Tour Pride is just... It is what it is, man. Like, it didn't, didn't mean too much to me. Okay. All right. Well, I feel bad for my man. Um, And was Josh Norman a fourth-round pick or a six? Was he fourth. fourth? Okay, fourth, he was. Believe, yeah. All right. Um, let's go on to the next discussion. Yep. So we've talked about the schedule. We've talked about the release videos. We've talked about Troy Pride Jr. Um, next should probably be Cody. 
uh, breaking um, internet. I... Oh, actually, yes. You're right. This, um, is, this is probably what we should have led with. It's only five seconds. I thought I was going to the Carolina Panthers. That's who talked to me the most. Right. They right. picked Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah. I, I thought I that's it. It's a very short clip and for everybody yeah, listening. The- yeah, so this is Devontae <laughs> Adams. Devontae Adams, new receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders, doing an interview. And he was saying that he was basically for sure that the Carolina Panthers were going to draft him, that he was the one being spoke. Uh, you know, they were calling him the most. He thought, sure, he was coming to Carolina. But Dave Gettleman. And all of his ghetto magic gave us Kelvin Benjamin instead. You know what? Prisoner of the moment. You know what? Marty Herney would have picked this guy, right? Ah, oh, dude, I'm about to kick you off. Right, he's right about that. <laughs> if I he mean, didn't, hey, if he man. wouldn't have picked him, he would have picked Allen Robinson. It was yeah, also no, I mean, after listen. that. Look, that one was a bust. Look, that really hurts when you hear it like that. Mm-hmm. It really hurts when Maybe. you go back and you look at um. What'd you say, Greg? Though, would you mutter when uh, when he was bemoaning this just then? Uh, oh, you said something revisionist history. What'd you say? No, uh, re- you said some. Somebody said something, and I felt like it was like, um. Kind of saying like, yeah, it kind of stinks. We missed an opportunity in the past. God, one of you, I, I think I did that. say something like that, but okay. I don't remember what I said. Okay, <laughs> to be truly honest with you, the, maybe it was the, on No, no, just now. Just yeah, now. it was just like he no. said. It, all right, so the point was is you played the clip, and it's like, oh, we could have had Devonte Adams, and then but we got Kelvin Benjamin, and he muttered something like, "Well, yeah, it's kind of like twenty twenty hindsight twenty twenty. Yeah, it's something yeah. to what and it Matt, was uh, to that." Matt effect. knows nothing in our chat room. Puts this too. Kelvin Benjamin was a part of an FSU team that he, won a national championship, and Kelvin he, Benjamin at that time was Jameis Winston's number one weapon at Florida State. Didn't so, he catch the game winning ball that that championship yeah, game too yeah. with like four seconds left? Yeah, but I, I there's think- still I've been thinking about this a lot though over the last day, whatever this clip's been floating around. A lot of people talking about Gettleman. And like CK said, is would Herney Herney have done this? I saw someone say Herney made the worst pick, and I was like, it was Gettleman's or it wasn't, you know. And they said, Is there any difference? And I was trying to think back at this moment. We were this would have been 2014, right? Right. Uh, so, yeah. Dave Gettleman was in his second year as GM. We had just put together in 2013 a 12 and four season. Mm-hmm. That was pretty damn awesome. We got Star, we got KK. Dave Gettleman's working magic with this nothing cap. He was good in year one, he was like mm-hmm. incredible. 2013, 2014. You think about that Kelvin Benjamin draft. He comes in, gets a thousand yards. The Panthers still somehow back into the playoffs that year, seven, eight, and one. And then 2015, we go to the Super Bowl. 
if at the end of 2015 they regraded that draft and they said that five of our players would have been first round picks funches ben a ben wickery like shack thompson like you know what i'm saying like all these mm -hmm. people came in and made such an impact on that team after 2015 in 2015 i thought dave gettleman was a superhero yeah no. i think we all did yeah i had dave gettleman for president on my twitter handle and then 2016 him. through 2022 he just fucking <laughs> like it just went from three years of like man this is fantastic to and this might be the cancer in the background that started it well to be fair that was also right when cam newton got injured after the super bowl season 2016 so that was when things started going down here for cam so when you don't have that franchise quarterback anymore everything else looks worse right. you know so does kevin where is kevin benjamin eating a cheeseburger i would else. love to know like how does no one have any he's a manager at a popeyes or a bojangle uh, <laughs> No, I will not stop, man. This dude threw Cam Newton under the bus so bad when Cam Newton was by far the best thing that has ever happened to his football career. Mm -hmm. This dude was given multiple opportunities. And by the way, Gettleman even gave Kelvin Benjamin an opportunity just recently, a few years ago, to go be a tight end up in New York. And he still couldn't get the job done because he was overweight or some shit like that. Dude, I'm telling you, man. Uh, yeah, I, I don't feel bad for Calvin Benjamin, man. It's like mm -hmm. it's almost like a D'Angelo Williams type of situation where it's like once you do certain things and once you take certain actions, it's hard for me to look at you a different way. And it's the same thing with Calvin Benjamin, man. Like, I have no problem joking on him. He was supposed to be our number one wide receiver, and even you know, the, the players that were there for him, he just turned his back on all of them, and I think it was some sucker shit. So... I, I had like to change an audio setting. Can you hear me still? Yeah, good. Yeah. Alright, perfect. Uh, yeah, he did suck. Is that... It's just crazy how quickly you can go from being in this league to not. And... There were so many people in that 2015 draft that, that we thought were going to be good and are nobodies. Devin Funches. Think about that. And by the Man. way, he would have, he would have taken Devin Funches's number a year before. He would have been number 17. Who? Uh, Devontae. Oh, Devontae. Adams. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. And like, also, think about this. Let's say we, I mean, again, this is all revisionist history. But yeah, we could, oh, someone said this drafting Derrick Henry, Derrick Der, Henry, Derrick Henry. We could have had him instead of Vernon Butler. And you yeah, know, dude, I know you can you, do player, player, this and that, but they were mm -hmm. real at those moments. That's the thing is Kelvin Benjamin was kind of a lot of people. I was even watching that. I used to think the draft was cool in 2015, 2014, Cody. I used to be one, try to be, think like you. I hate it now. And that's probably one of the years I realized that the draft sucks. It's because you sit there and you're looking at all this and you go, oh, we could have had Kelvin Benjamin 37 picks later. That's how I felt in that draft. It wasn't even that I was mad with Kelvin Benjamin. It was like, why we pick him at 28 when we could have had him at 47 or 89 or whatever it was.
at that time we thought we were one superstar receiver away from being but like let me ask you this what what do you think would have happened if cam newton had Devontae adams during that super bowl run Dude, I mean, I don't know. We don't know what was Devontae Adams in year one. I don't know. And by the way, you know, how about this? Just remember this is he didn't even have Kelvin Benjamin in that Super Bowl run. Ooh. But and and then, but that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe if we had him, like, dude, listen, whatever having Devontae Adams, even a young hell yeah, he's like the best receiver in the league. I would argue he's the best in the league. A lot of the devil's advocate takes that I've seen on Twitter is that in the first few years, even Packers fans weren't really sold on Devontae Adams and that he really kind of came into his own later on in his career. And I mean, again, I'm not like I'm not a diehard Packers fan, so I don't know how much legitimacy there is to that criticism. But what I do know is having another powerful, young, dynamic receiver during that Super Bowl. I mean, hell, maybe that could have been the thing that changed the game for us. Imagine if that was Devontae Adams instead of Jericho Cotri. You know what I mean? Oh, here, here's where you would be. There, here's where they're right. This is actually they are right. About, look at this. It's 2014. He had 446 yards, three touchdowns. 2015, he had 483 yards, one touchdown. Damn, really? That's the thing. Yeah, and that was his. And Kelvin Benjamin's putting up a 1,000. And then in 2016, he blew it out the water. It still didn't hit a 1,000 yards. This is where the difference, this is where you make your money, folks. 997 yards and 12 touchdowns. See, that's the thing. DJ Moore is looking at that. Like, if that, if DJ Moore had 12 touchdowns, he'd be getting paid twice as much. Oh, yeah. Um, He did Dude. not get a 1,000 yards. Until 2018. Ooh, here's another thing: is uh, who's had more 1,000 yard seasons, Devonte Adams or DJ Moore? DJ DJ Moore's had one every season, right? How when did how many how many years has he been? Four now. We just picked up his fifth year option, didn't we? So, or no, we just signed him, didn't we? Yeah, but he he, he hasn't played his fifth year. Has yet. he played? Okay, has he had four one thousand yard seasons? Three, I think. I don't three, think he made his first year. Oh, okay. okay. All right. So, so is Devonte Adams has had three, but now I tell you this: he's had a fifteen hundred yard and a thirteen hundred yard, two thirteen yard. He's had a, some big ones. This mug scores some touchdowns, bro. Do imagine. When we get DJ Moore, he's only six fucking quarterback, dude. This is what you want your boy to be. You know what? I think this is who you want Terrace Marshall Jr. to be. I mean, is that that a comp? Uh, I mean, maybe physically six one two fifteen. No, Terrace Marshall is bigger than that. Okay, can I? I'll be honest. Terrace Marshall is like six foot three, two hundred. 25 pounds. He's a big dude. Like, Terrence Marshall is going to be that big body receiver that we need. I'm excited to see what he does in the second year. But hey, I'll reiterate that, dude. Look, watch until, wait until Matt Corral turns it on and becomes that quarterback that DJ Moore has always needed, dude. Mm-hmm. Watching the football in the perfect spot. And dude, there are some of the, uh, some plays on 
Matt Corral's highlight reel. Uh, he was throwing to a guy named Ontario Drummond uh, at Ole Miss. And this dude was making some crazy catches. And, dude, you could so easily see DJ Moore in that scenario, just yeah. doing those very same kinds of things with a gunslinger for a quarterback, man. I'm pumped. If we can actually, you know, get a legitimate quarterback under center, the Panthers have the offense to roll. I mean, super dynamic. Hey, Terrence Marshall, I know this doesn't really mean anything, but when I play Madden, Terrence Marshall catches everything I throw to him. And always, Uh, always clutch. Always clutch. It's crazy. Crazy Cody. Got to correct everybody in his names. Don't worry. I called him Terrence Marshall for it. Wait, what? We got to oh, yeah, walk out on yeah. the terrace. Yeah, it's terrace, terrace. like a, like a oh, terrace. Me. Every time, don't worry, I called him terrace too, man. That's what I called him too. Yeah. But <laughs> terrace, he better be, you know, I need this dude to step up. And not because he's disappointing, none of that. Like, I want to see that opportunity. I saw someone say this in the chat that, Somebody's gonna replace Robbie. I think it needs to be Terrace. Walk out on Terrace Marshall Jr. I take that. <laughs> I think we need that. Like, is that we spent a lot of money on him last year? Right. I mean, money. I mean, draft capital last year. We go in the second round and get him when we had a lot of other needs and some different things we could have done to help this team. And we did that as a play. We now we signed DJ, uh, DJ Moore. Right? We believe in him as a team. We want him to be part of this scheme. I think it's time for Terrace Marshall to replace Robbie. Like, I think this could be the moment. And I don't know if we're going to trade or this or that or what happens. I want to see something this year. Because if you last year, do you remember Cody coming up on the weird doing those bold predictions, all this and that? Cody said, I think you still owe me money for this joint. Is that what Terrace Marshall's going to have 600 yards? This dude didn't even have like 48 yards last year. Whatever, man. I thought that wasn't it. Dude, I cut I more yards yesterday. in the. I cut more yards on my lawnmower last year than Terrace Marshall Jr. had last year. Yeah, that's not his fault, though, man. That's fine. I need him to do the. That's what I'm. I'm not saying uh, he sucks. I'm like, it's time for him to get up in there. And then that's what I think we actually, we're going to do a new segment. And I'm gonna make more out of this in the um, coming time, or, or the upcoming season. But we got to do a Robbie to English segment. That's what we're doing. <laughs> on uh, hold on, let me pull it up because I got our friend. You can follow at Robbie to English on Twitter. I'm gonna show you guys this. I'm gonna share my screen. We're gonna just do a couple of. Lookovers. This is our the new segment on the show, Robbie to English, <laughs> where we look at Robbie Anderson's um tweets and see what is going on. So let's start with the most recent. Well, here we go. Tweets and replies, maybe. Nope. You go tweets. All right. Here we go. So let's start with this. Robbie Anderson tweets, how you get beat up by somebody, then grow up and want to be that homeboy and be like them silly S star, star, star (laughs) emoticon. So Robbie Anderson translator says, this means how do you get assaulted by someone 
them want to be their home 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 brother <laughs> and be like them. That is hilarious, Poop. Um, next up, because uh, there's a couple. I had to go through a couple of them. Uh, Robbie Anderson tweets, yeah, you got the text, but you ain't get the message. <laughs> Robbie Anderson to English tweets, yes, you have received the text message, but you did not, didn't receive the real message. <laughs> that was not that bad. I mean, that's kind of subtle. Uh, I saw a good one down here. I like this one. All right, so Robbie said, had to fall back, you know, how that go. We only speaking briefly. <laughs> and uh, at Robbie to English says, I had to take distance respectfully. You understand how that goes, though? We were only talking momentarily. Um, so that is the Robbie to English. I kind of one day, this is what I foresee coming up. So I got to get this guy I messaged him on Twitter. I said, I want to do this. Each and every week. We're not each and every, but yeah, kinda. I want to make it a bit. Um you remember Dave Letterman used to go down uh to the guy that owned the sandwich shop. Yeah. Down below. Uh what was his name? Rupert. Yep. And they would go to Rupert and they would ask him to read something. I feel like I need Robbie to English to do his like him typing it and speaking it out like a Rupert bit for the show. I think it'd be funny. Yeah, I don't disagree. Robbie, Robbie Anderson's a lot. He's a lot. Uh, you know what else is a lot is the people watching this show, 103 of them right now. Um, and they like a little shame sometimes in their game. Sometimes these people, they forget how easy they got it how lovely their world is first world problems ck shame these these spoiled bitches one team one desire to finally get the super bowl win we've all been craving but can they do it karen can the carolina panthers find a way to build a team to come together to be coached at a level that's required for a Super Bowl caliber team. All indications point to probably none, but there are some hopeful things that we've seen, and you come here each and every week to talk about what the Panthers are doing, what they have been doing, what news is broken, but you haven't yet hit the like button yet? I have one thing to say to all you kinky son of a bitches. Subscriber shame. Subscriber shame. 99 viewers hit that thumbs up hit that like hit that subscribe for every single time the c3 podcast goes live bringing you the best fan content that we can possibly bring to you be a part of this excellent community man we have new people coming in all the time being a part of the chat join our discord man the c3 family is all encompassing be a part of this family. Tony, what we got going on next? Um, just to tease something coming up in a moment is Cody Lashney has been taking a drumming. I mean, just a beating. You want to talk about something embarrassing? I mean, 
I've been getting better than I've been getting. Come on. That's shame. Good gosh. They just shame and we shamed our subscribers, our listeners. Cody Lashney puts out some opinions out there and he comes at them hard. And boy, people shame him back for them, man. Uh, Cody, uh, tease him with that opinion. We're going to jump into a cat call before we get in the discussion. But what is everybody on your case about? Matt Corral. Is it better pure quarterback prospect than everybody's golden boy coming out next year, Bryce Young of the Alabama Crimson Tide? I'm telling you, man, people have been really upset. I, I literally put out a tweet at like 9.19 in the morning this morning, left all day, come back, and my Twitter's in shambles. People are... Uh, Screenshotting. There's this thing called copy pasta where you basically just copy it and you take the name out and fill it in with another name. Oh, people were putting Desmond Ritter, Blake Barnett, Johnny. Really? Mansell. Yeah, dude. People were going crazy. Wow. Boy, <laughs> so, Cody knows how to push some buttons. Cody's I'm up on uh, some feathers, man. They, they were saying the, those quarterbacks you were just saying was better than Matt Corral? No, so basically. So I'll show it after we play. Let's do this. Play the cat call, and then after we'll talk about the cat call, and I'll show y'all everything that I got. Everything. Uh, Cody is to Twitter as my wife is to me. They know how to push our buttons, baby. They know how to push our buttons. The number (laughs) is two five two. Dude, Dude, I tell you this, is that if you're married, <laughs> you know there ain't nobody in this world that knows how to push your buttons more than your wife and your mama. If you're a guy in here, I got two people on my earth that can make me mad as fire in a second. I love them more than anybody, too. But they know how to mm, push the buttons. 252-228-5098. Those are the buttons you need to push to call in to the C3 Panthers podcast. That's the C3 Panthers podcast, the longest running Panthers podcast. You can be a part of the show. 252-228-5098. Let's jump into these cat calls. So what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty you, you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think cat calling makes the person feel? It feels good like that. What's up, E3 Nation? It's Anthony. You know, I'm part of this community now. I've always been a longtime Panthers fan, but you guys make, make being a Panthers fan even more fun. So, I just wanted to call in to say two Appreciate things. Appreciate bro. One, I saw something on Twitter that said Deshaun Watson is probably going to be suspended three to four games. And obviously, that helped us. And two... Matt Rule needs to win. This is my hot take. Matt Rule needs to win nine games or make the playoffs at all costs because there is no way David Pepper is actually committed to a five-year rebuild. If, if, if this would be the third season with no improvement, Pepper's got to sell the team, man. Anyways, the got, team. you guys see wow. does a great job. He's from Rocco. Uh, 
Dude, great call, man. Thanks for being a part of the family, man. Uh, he said first time caller, I think he said. Yep. Um, glad to have you a part of the show. And we are trying to build that community. Uh, one that has been, um, man, it's, it's we've had a couple of tough couple of years since Tepper came in. You had Tep, Tepper dancing on the sidelines, put the Panthers logo on the field. And it's been kind of tough since then. The grass, they ripped the grass up, put the artificial turf in. Then the rock killing people. He said this. He said, if they don't get better, you got to sell the team. And you what is that? Is that it is ridiculous, right? To ask someone to sell a business that is worth as much. But what do you think he would get for it right now? He paid $3.3 billion more. For it. You know, you almost wonder if he could double his investment right off and just Probably walk could. away. Wow. Okay. Um, cool stuff. Uh we we need some uh we need to see we need to see we're ready for some results, baby. That's what that call says. Is we're ready for some results. We're ready for some enthusiasm. If you heard Cody talking about the dance schedule. There ain't nothing to worry. Tepper, Tepper ain't selling shit. <laughs> Cody said we're going eleven and f- what six and back around, baby. Bowl. Jesus, yeah, all right. Bring so, us back to the playoffs. Speaking of Matt Corral, yeah, you um destroyed the internet. You know, like in Little Panthers, Twitter was yeah. a muck. I, I I pick it up and I look at this. And I saw people saying this is that if Cody, either Cody is going to be brilliant in three years or be a hot, uh, one of those hot takes exposed. Yeah. I I hate the receipts, dude. And anybody, look, dude, you have to understand. I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn either way. Like, dude, this I like is- how you have a nutty position, bro. And when I say nutty, it's like Cody comes up in here and he will give you his perspective. Right. And it might not be with the grain. It might be against the grain. It might be this. It might be bold. It might not this. I feel like you're one of the that's why we all got your back, bro. You the- come up here and give real, real takes and it pisses people off today. You pissed a lot of people off. I did, man. And listen, so this is the tweet that I put out. Matt Corral is a better quarterback prospect as a whole than Bryce Young. It's not even debatable. Matt has a bigger arm, is more mobile, and would have looked just as good playing for Alabama, throwing to Alabama receivers. Stay mad about it. Now, I'm a spicy bitch, so I come at people a little bit confrontational. I invite people to stay mad You did invite it. it. You did did invite with this. You did not need to stay this is where you get them. If you would have deleted, it's not even debatable. <laughs> and stay mad about it. This would have yeah. been like uh, a tweet that just dissolved into the yeah. internet. Like, don't you even dare disagree with me. <laughs> Listen, this is my this is my thing. As one of your co-hosts on the C3 Panthers podcast, my promise to all my co-hosts and to all the viewers is I'm never going to say some shit that I don't believe. Now, I may be wrong. People tell me I'm wrong all the time. People do it on Twitter every day. They're doing it right now as I talk. But one of the things that I will always do is I will always speak the truth of how I see things. 
and I will do my very best to provide my reasons for why I believe that. I'm never, ever saying anything just to make a hot take or just to get people to listen to whatever the fuck I'm trying to say. I really do believe the things that I say. People did this to me when I even uh, mentioned putting a Kim Aquanu at guard, which I feel like people thought I was saying that he couldn't play a left tackle. I don't believe that for a minute. I just believe that the Panthers have a uh, a run first football team. That's they what they want. That. And a Kim Aquanu would be a badass left guard. On top They're of that, just mad at no, they are mad at you because you didn't say that he was drafted to be in the left tackle. Yeah, they were pretty clear about that one. And and, and listen, like I'm, I'm I like how you have a counter take. You're not just doing it to be a hot take. You're it's not yes. a counter take. You have your take. I don't want I, to say a counter take. It's like I feel like you have you're cutting. We're we're walking through the jungle. As fans and Cody's in the front with the machete just slashing the way for us and a lot of things. And fuck them if they don't like it. You know what? If you're wrong, you're wrong. Who gives a shit? They're wrong for being safe. They're wrong for being safe. And that's one thing Cody isn't. And I tell you this, I promise somebody this mug, he live on the edge. You'll roll right off at any moment. Oh, dude, I don't give a damn. And like my I know, thing is, I know I, you know what's fine, bro. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I know you. I've been on the show with you for a minute, and yeah. these t- it's not a take. When we say the word take, it makes it f- sound funky. This is an opinion. Like he's not just making it up. And you know what? He'll he'll eat it if it doesn't work out. Who does it? But I say this is who else has the guts to say something about this other than taking the safest dang perspective. That you could take is like, oh, well, first round pick, gonna do well. Seven right. round pick, not gonna do well. It's yeah. like you looked at some information, you made an opinion. These people just listen to other people. Well, and also, it, it I mean, it, that, that really is what they do. They listen to other people. Cause right now, everyone's talking about Bryce Young as it, he's the best quarterback in next year's draft class. I'm not saying the kid is bad, but I'm saying this is a very similar situation to Tua Tagovailoa. Had incredible numbers at Alabama. Was also 5'11 and some change. 200 pounds and some change. Not mobile. So he's never going to be the type of guy that's going to extend the pocket. Make plays on the run. He's never going to be a type of guy that's going to help you in the run game. Uh, in red zone and goal line situations. That's never the kind of person that Matt, uh, that Bryce Young is going to be. Just like Tua Tagovailoa was never going to be that. All of those things that I just said is the exact opposite for Matt Corral. I guarantee you they will use his athleticism in the red zone. I guarantee you he's going to make some crazy plays off-platform, rolling out. He looks so tiny, bro. Who? uh, And there's rookie. Did y'all see any of the videos of him throwing in the rookie OTNs? Yeah, I can pull some up. Uh, some people were saying he that they looked like he looked a little miniature than... person. One of our beat reporters said that he looked like an NFL player out there. Uh, well, that's fine. I'm like, man, I'm not saying like, look, he should look tiny. He's a baby. You drafted a baby. If he looked old and giant, like you know, then I'd be worried. Yeah, and my, my I don't know. Was... I don't like to. I feel like every t- until someone surplants Cam Newton as our quarterback. He will be the metric 
for how I see and evaluate quarterbacks. And so yeah. Cam Newton came in here and was a baby. He was like 21, 22 years old. He looked young in the face, but boy, he was bigger than every month. You know what I'm saying? Like you looked at it, you didn't like I look at this little Matt Corral kid in that video. I was like, yeah. Well, like meat and not meat, but you know what I'm saying? Like it was just yeah. like, oh, good luck. And, and, <laughs> good luck. And by the way, like I'm saying that everybody was like dragging me over hot coals on Twitter, but 173 people liked it. You know, so that's yeah. what I'm saying, dude. I'm, oh, a I'm lot of people here. in this chat are on your back, right? Got your back right now. Dude, I'm out here giving more than I'm taking. So shit, you know, I might as well talk some shit. Dude, I've learned how to do Twitter correctly. If you're not using Twitter to be a little bit confrontational, you're not doing it correctly. Yeah, yeah, good job. Yeah. No, well, you know who always is confrontational with you? The four-man rush. That's what I was oh, really going to talk about. Like, they were coming always. after me, man. Always, man. Like, I'm, 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 it's uh, they were like, Hey, you got time to delete this, <laughs> like, shit like that. And dude, she was like trying to clown me. I'm like, dude, I literally was gonna delete so that I, I deleted my post so that way I could word it better. Sure. And, and, and then he was like, Oh, no, uh, no, I caught you, don't delete that. I'm like, Bro, I stand by everything that my I said in that original receipt. tweet, man. God, yeah. if I hear that one more time, I want to. Receipts. Mm. I know, man. I know. Like, first of all, who the hell keeps a receipt anymore? But by the way, people were asshole. Like, like, you know what? You're you're the you're the person that's got the wallet that's the you can't sit down on. It's so big, obviously. Yeah. And, but so, but by the way, it was it was funny because people were taking this tweet and they were taking Matt Corral's name out. And just putting whatever other quarterback to try and- <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, like they were putting no, that's like- funny. Yeah, Johnny Manziel. I saw I saw um now yeah, that saw- is funny as fuck. Yeah, and dude, dude, that's awesome. I I, I love that type of now I like that. Where can we yeah. see some of those? Can you show us one of those? I, I, dude, I have to look through my millions of mentions. Yeah. <laughs> Pull <laughs> one up for us. Let's go to the next call. The number is two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Hey three, this is Tyler from Spruce Pine. Um What's up, Tyler? Just want to talk a little bit about uh our current roster and uh, I do think that we have a good roster but you're always going to be looking for a quarterback until you have a quarterback. The reality of the situation is there are really only 15 guys in the world that can play quarterback in the NFL and do it at a high level. 15 may even be too much. Um, But I think the reality is where we have a decent roster and no quarterback, uh, we're going to be back in the same situation that we've been in until we find that guy. Uh, we're going to keep picking around 10 to 12, the 10 to 12 range, where um, even if we do pick somebody, probably not going to be a quarterback because there's going to be a better prospect on the board. Um, I just think that we're stuck in a rut. Um, I like the, the chance that we took on Matt Corral in the third round. Um, but again, you're talking about a third-round quarterback. The chances of success for a third-round quarterback to come in and be your savior of a franchise is extremely low. Um, I, I can see it 
hopefully it picks a talent a quarterback. All right, let's stop the call right there because uh, I'm going to talk about that. Um, odds. He said this is the chances of a third-round quarterback. Let's just say the chances of Matt Corral coming in or being successful are greater or lesser than Sam Darnold <laughs> being successful. Isn't that a kind of a real question? Well, I I think that this is one with the wording of it where it gets confused where because he's a third he got drafted in the third round, he's automatically a third round ta- round yeah, talent. Right. Because remember, if a quarterback would have been selected in the top 5, I'm willing to bet you the draft would have gone drastically differently because people would have started scrambling for quarterback. Because nobody did, the quarterbacks fell. I I feel it may not have been like that, but I feel like just because he went in the first third round doesn't mean he's a third round talent. I mean, people were looking at him as being a, a first round talent, uh, being drafted in the first round. So, well, he really is a third round talent because he went in the third round, technically. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Technic- technically, yes. But there is, I mean, there's the more question to it than is, if we would have drafted him at six, the expectation would be different. Right. 100%. And Which there were legitimate conversations about us drafting a quarterback at six. Mm-hmm. It Which wasn't it, just us fan about conversations. It wasn't just us on the It was not just the C3 Panthers. Right. Think about mean, what if we did that? Like, what if we had taken the quarterback at six? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what if we were just taking Matt Corral at six? Think about that. We'd still be in the exact same shit that we are all the time because we didn't get a guy like, you know, Icky or, you know, like, I mean, like, at least we went about it the way we did. And I agree. What does it change about Matt Corral, though? It does. Honestly, if anything, it gives him a little bit less pressure. Right. He said it put a chip on his shoulder. He said it put a chip on his shoulder and he was mad about getting drafted third round, the fall of the third round. So that guy, he went and, you know, he took his family. They went. He thought he was going in the first round. And Emily, you know, both of them. You guys think, like, let's not just act like we fools on the internet. Because people are like, oh, well, man, the no scouts gave them those drafts and this, those grades. Well, yes, they did, because there's a reason Matt Corral and Malik Willis were both at the draft. Right. Like, they didn't go there to get humiliated. Hey, check the receipts, right? Go back and look at the mock drafts. Go back and yeah. check the receipts, isn't that it? <laughs> ain't yeah. Uh, All right. Um, do you got one for me, Cody, or are you going to yeah. go to the next call? Yeah, I got one. I want to see this. I feel like we have to explain to everybody what your your mouse is like about this. They don't know. No, you know what? No, don't. I, no one has, literally, you're the only person, no one has asked me. I've had it on three shows now. And he, no loves he loves milkshakes. He loves milkshakes. Hey, how about this? This is a vape. No, that's his milkshake machine. Yeah, no, this is a vape. Don't worry about it. But no, look, so this is my, uh, uh, so this is one of them. This dude put Blake Barnett. Watch his better, mouse, too. So, yeah, uh, Blake Barnett is a uh, better quarterback prospect as a whole than Bryce Young. Who Blake is Blake a, Barnett? So he was, uh, one upon, once upon a time, he was a very highly rated prospect. Uh, he went to Alabama. Well, that's funny. It no, transferred that's funny. out. That's super funny. Yeah, and then look, this dude, but how did it become a thing? And it goes, uh, it's a copy and paste that I derived from a Matt Corral tweet. 
So it's like, <laughs> and, and, but, and dude, I'm telling you, like, we gotta uh, get him on the show. No, dude, uh, come on, uh, he's gotta come on. That's fun. One of them, but a uh, desert, uh, but dude, I, I saw more. One of them was Desmond Ritter. Uh, <laughs> Let's I saw Johnny Manziel one, dude. It was hilarious. I love it though. I love it. This is so awesome. <laughs> That's how cool you are, man. I've never had anybody do this anything this thoughtful for me on the internet. <laughs> what do uh make yeah, they spend their time to take your tweet and put it into a tweet deceiver generator? Yeah. I love it. I'm kind of computational for a crippled dude, huh? Yeah, I you are, man. You just kick them bitches in the nuts. Yeah. Number I should two, probably five, say a, I should probably say a therapist. Or not. No, you sure not. Uh not at all. Two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Cover me for this goal. Hey guys, Joey's Blind Joey. Cancer, aka Rob makes an owl. And uh I have a question for you. So I wanna know from each of you guys what games how do I put this? What games on the schedule? would be surprise wins hmm. like what games do you think we would win that we maybe shouldn't win i guess is the best way to say it and maybe vice versa what games do you think we shouldn't lose yep or what games do you think we would lose that we shouldn't lose and uh aside from that guys i you know when I first heard the schedule, I was like, eh, this is kind of a tough schedule. I mean, after I decided, you know, after I decided what stadium I wanted to go to that wasn't Bank of America, like I do every year. But uh, I thought this was a tough schedule because the league has been silent as hell on Deshaun Watson. And I hope Deshaun Watson's not suspended. And the reason is because I think that poor man's been drugged through the dirt. I mean, we know that some of these Instagram women are dirty. I ain't gonna go there beyond that, but you know, you know, <laughs> being men, you guys know. Uh, so there's that, and like, that would be a more fun game, like. Is that not a more fun game when Deshaun Watson's on the field versus whatever bum the Browns have quarterback? I mean, sure, their roster's loaded. Sure, their defense is great. And Miles Garrett is on it. And that's the dude that he'll blow your fucking head off with your own helmet, Mason Rudolph. Huh. Uh, so, yeah, even though I don't think we would win that one. But then again, that might be one of the games that we maybe should win that we could pull out because who knows, maybe we are about something legitimate out of the gate. Anyway, guys. Wow. 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 <laughs> so the main part of his question is which game do you think is winnable that maybe on paper doesn't seem like the media at large would give us a win. Um, the one I picked was the Bengals. Uh, one, we all know, we know from personal first-hand experience, the Super Bowl hangover is real. Every team that loses the Super Bowl, the next year, 
It's not all roses back to the Super Bowl the very next year. Um, on top of that, I don't know, man. I just have a feeling like I, that that I don't feel like that team is uh, just you know the the be all end all. Uh, I think that at that point in time, we might be a little more competitive than people make us out to be. I think people, especially like G Baby in the chat, are drastically underestimating the offensive line moves that we made this year, the upgrades in free agency. Um, I think that would matter in that Cincinnati game. How about this? Can I go at one and uh, sure. go on one that I did not even pick in our own pick them? Yep. We went through all this. Is Maybe it's San Francisco. Mm. Mm. You know, it's like uh, we got the Debo Samuel – craziness going on there we don't know jimmy garoppolo who cares about jimmy garoppolo but like we don't really know anything about trey lance you right. know i mean like all we know is that he's the greatest prospect that people have ever saw we were in love with them you know that but like we don't know anything about that we really don't know a lot about the giant the the 49ers team excuse me the 49ers have always they've exceeded expectations because of Kyle Shanahan, even under crazy circumstances. So is this one of those moments that it finally catches up with them? So that's what I'm going to point out is maybe yeah. that maybe the San Francisco 49ers team is uh, like, maybe that's one of our wins at home. They're on the road. I think they have to play two games in a row. I think they play us and the Falcons. I'm not entirely sure about that, but you know, like that's a tough stretch for them mm-hmm. in a rookie quarterback. That's my pick. Even though I picked us to lose to them in a uh, an hour and a half early. Well, you're you're picking what will be a surprising win. You're not saying they're going to win. It will be a surprising win. So that that fits. Uh, I actually am going to go with one that I picked us to win, but it's still a surprising win to me even in Pittsburgh. And just because it's Pittsburgh. Right. Um, Pittsburgh always finds a way to beat us, and they have such amazing coaching in Pittsburgh that it really doesn't matter who he trots out there. They're usually a playoff team. Uh, so, to me, that's kind of late in the season. Ooh, Kenny that, Pickett. That'd be a surprising Kenny win, but I, but Pickett I think comes to Carolina. Mm-hmm. Rue the dame. Or Mitch Trubisky. Oh, yeah, actually, you're right. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky. Uh, CK, yeah, surprise, and then we'll go on to the next call. Um, the, the surprise one I could see, I mean, I could see a scenario where the Rams backslide a little bit. Um, so that would be like the super surprising one to come in, you know, and, and win a game, uh, at the Rams home stadium. Um, and I think it's doable. Um, Do, is it no likely? Way. Probably not, but here's what, here's the thing about that is, um, where is it? Do you know? Where Allen Robinson plays at this year? Now you do. You know, I mean, I didn't hear about Allen Robinson going to LA. I missed that news entirely on the whole cycle. And he is good. Very good. Yeah, but he's kind of put him uh, Cooper Cup together. Like that's just as good as him and Odell. They didn't lose a beat. But they still have Woods too, don't they? The only reason Odell even nah, he came went out. to Tennessee. I think Woods went to Tennessee. Okay, yeah, he got traded. But they got Allen Robinson, dude. Like that's the lowest key big sign in all offs. I didn't. I like. I didn't even hear that one. I would rather have Allen Robinson than Odell. 
but was he injured last year? Because I haven't heard mm, Allen Robinson. He ain't been injured in quite a while. He's been in Chicago dying. Oh, uh, yeah, that's probably why. Okay. All right. The sense. number's 252-228-5098. Hey, C3, this is Daryl out of Tobaccoville. I just wanted to call and comment. I know there's some debate going on about whether or not Matt Corral can be QB number one heading into the season. And I don't think that's much of a question. I think that, well, for one, it's not going to take much to supplant um, um, Sam Darnold as the starter. But I think the ideal situation for him would be to get maybe a third of the season in and uh, then put him in you know the best possible situation that you can. I think by that point, you have the offensive line. They've built some uh, cohesiveness. And, um, every, you know, everybody else has kind of gotten, gotten their feet under them. Uh, and then you put Matt Corral in there. And, and the thing I like about Matt Corral the most is, man, the guy's got grit. And that's something we've not had here since, you know, Cam Newton was or- originally released. And I just remember, I think it maybe, maybe was back in 2015 against, uh, the Seahawks. And I believe that we were undefeated. I, I think it was that almost undefeated season, but, we were up against the Seahawks and that was supposed to be the make or break game for the Carolina Panthers. Are they for real? Are they, you know, the worst undefeated team in the league? And I remember going in, they went in to play the Seahawks and, uh, there at the end of the game, Russell Wilson and company, they go down and score and everybody thought it was over, but the camera panned over to Cam and he just kind of gave this little head nod. Oh, like, okay, you know, I'm, we, we getting ready to show y'all. And they go down with less than a couple minutes left, I think, and yeah, he throws Greg that Olson. touchdown pass to Greg Olson to end the game. And uh, it's that kind of grit out of your quarterback that you have to have. And, you know, whether it was Kyle Allen, uh, Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater, Will Greer, none of them have that grit. None of, none of them have that true leadership ability. Roxy. And I think that's really what we was missing. Uh, we've been missing at that quarterback posi- quarterback position. And uh, Matt Corral seems like he has the attributes, and he's definitely got the grit. So if he can put it together and we can put him in five or six games into the season, not rush him, uh, but just let, let the other guys' offensive line get, get it together and, and get used to working with one another – I think we could have a, a franchise QB on our hands here, but I got, I'll have one other call because there's one other comment I wanted to make. Appreciate it. This is uh, Cody Lashney, Disciple, obviously. He's from the back of little baby Matt Corral. Look, this little coral snake, maybe that's what we'll call him, the coral snake. Um, <laughs> look, I hope he is going to be great. I just, again, the measuring stick of Cam Newton is so hard to be against. Is this little baby boy could barely see over the podium? Can I, mean, I like- he was great. He was great. You know what I'm saying? Like he did. Like I mean, I was thinking about this: is that he came into his rookie mini camps. He did all this. He was honest. He was charismatic. He was. If I was Matt Corral and I walked away from that podium interview, I'd feel very good about my performance. My like, I don't think I, Tony Dunn, would have done better. Uh, you look, you've seen me on the stupid ass podcast. I've done way worse. It was just Cam. It was just such a. It was like Bo Jack. You know, it was just being around something that was incredible. So, but like, I was like, he, Matt Corral's going to have to go out there and and convince me. I'm not. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. I hope yeah. he's great. 
But like when you saw Bo Jackson play, you were like, "Good." But let, look, we we have to we have to turn the page. Like Panther fans, we have to turn the page. Uh, it would be very unfair to all parties involved to make all these different comparisons. And I know that a part of it is inevitable. Like it's gonna happen. Yeah, but like, anyway. when are you gonna be overly impressed? You know what I'm saying? Like, I've but seen like, the biggest right. stud in the room before. You can't compare Matt Corral to Cam Newton. Like, I have to. I have nothing else to compare him to. I understand that, but what I'm saying is, <laughs> is there a very different? Because okay, look, how about this, Tony Dunn? You and look, I think you've even talked about it before, right? It, like let's say Marat, uh, Matt Corral comes in, and he starts lighting up the field. Okay, right. how long until we got idiots saying, "Oh, this is by far the best quarterback oh, that's what in I said with Watson. Yeah, imagine if Deshaun Watson would have come in right. and okay, had one like, five thousand yard season. Imagine Ford F- Ford F one fifty Twitter. It is if if Matt Corral gets to be a bad. Oh wow, gosh, I cannot no, wait. That, you're missing mugs. my point. That's what I'm saying. Is that I'm not into the comparisons. I'm not into that shit. I am. What let, I'm just I'm saying is Matt this. Corral, is want- I'm going to let Matt Corral be Matt Corral. I'm going to let him play his own style of play. I don't want him to run as much as Cam Newton did. But I want him to yeah, of course use not. that arm, use that aggression, throwing the football downfield. And I think he'll be Just fine. think, but my, my point, Cody, is I'm not I'm comparing Matt Corral to Cam Newton, Newton as a comp and player comp, but I am in reality. Like, imagine if you are like, who is for the Broncos? Like, every quarterback is compared to Elway. It just yeah. is. It's more what they mean to the team than necessarily right. the actual plays. What yes. you mean? Yes, yes. And when you look at the best athlete in the room. This Cam Newton was a better, like bigger and better than everybody. He walked in there. There won't know. Oh, I'm a rookie. I gotta learn the playbook. This and that. This motherfucker walked in like, hey, I'm about to win us. I mean, it was it's a special feeling. Yeah, it's a special feeling. Look, I hope Matt Corral is uh, gonna crush it. And I'm not rooting against him. I, I was gonna ask you this, Cody, too. Are all, and this is related to the Troy Pride release. I think it's related to our discussion about Matt Corral, if he was picked at the third round, if he's a third round prospect versus uh, like Greg was saying earlier, you know, does that define who he is? Yeah. Are all third round picks the same? And I want to give you this kind of evidence or what where this question comes from is that we picked will greer in the third and we picked matt corral in the third yep my expectations for matt corral are far higher than those were for will greer sure like i just thought this is we picked will greer as a kind of pick well, that was I think a- we got a steal. Like, I think we picked Matt Corral in the third, thinking we got a better player than the third. I think we picked yes. uh Will Greer in the third, thinking we got a third, maybe a four. <laughs> yeah, four. and like I, I said, I always said that at the time, and I'll pass the mic to Greg after this that Will Greer was an insurance policy. 
Cam Newton had been hurt in the first two mm-hmm. seasons that Tepper had owned the team or whatever, and he was he was done with that. So he wanted to make sure that he had a backup that could come in and you know take that spot. And Will Greer could never do it. So I think that also is a part of the context too. Panther fans at that time felt like we were going to have another year or two or three of Cam Newton, right? Now we have Sam Darnold. So everyone's begging to see Matt Corral. Everyone mm-hmm. is like praying to, that this dude is good so that way we can see him in action. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, though. As You know, what, what was your do, question? Do you get where I'm coming well, from, though, is like what we think. We, we both picked well, Corral and Greer in the third. But why but do you I don't think anybody in our organization sees them as the same value pick. No. Yeah. And they said that they liked him um, in the first round. I don't know if they liked him at six. I don't think they liked any of the quarterbacks at six. Right. Um, but I do think that they did like him enough to maybe even potentially have a first round grade on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that matters, you know. Uh, so I, I don't know, man. It's, it's going to be interesting seeing what happens from here on out um, with this quarterback position. What what was the question that you asked me again? Like, why are they different? Like, why do they feel so different? Yeah. No, the question really is, are all third-round picks the same? No. And what I mean by that is you have two quarter... Oh, okay. Like, on the face of it, that seems like a silly question. Right. Right. You would be like, oh, well, of course, no third-round pick. Like a corner, a guard, this and that. But we... I've seen quarterbacks picked in the third round. Matt Corral's a third round quarterback. Mm-hmm. Will Greer's a third round corner quarterback. Um, it may be less expanded to like maybe like a Josh Dobbs or somebody in the fourth. I think like if you sometimes you pick a guy in the third thinking he is a third at best. Mm-hmm. And then sometime, and and that's what I think with Will Greer, you picked him in the third, thinking he is a third round at best, a backup at best. Exactly. I think we picked Matt Corral in the third, thinking he may be better than a third round pick and better than a third round player. Let me ask you this. Do you think that if Carolina would have traded back and say gotten two picks in the first round and they would have gotten a player they wanted first, that they would have taken a quarterback second? Because wouldn't that have put Matt Corral at a first grade or first round or first round grading? Right. I'm not saying they right, would have picked like, him, yeah. but what if they would have picked him in the second? Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. So, so I mean, I, I think what your thing is is we never just like what their give. future plan is like yeah. is like is your plan for that person to be a outlier you like on the come up mm-hmm. i don't know i just feel like they think that matt matt corral they were look they're already trumping them out there we'll see yeah. we'll see we, we i, just, I think be. that he they are putting more stock in him than they did in will greer will greer was a third round pick 100 all right, uh, next call. Hey, guys, Daryl again here. Um, the other comment I wanted to make was I just listened to last week's show, and I think y'all were talking a little bit about Deontay Brown possibly being the odd man out uh, on this offensive line. But uh, I remember 
on his exit interview at the end of the season, but one of the reporters asked him, you know, what does he want to get better at? And of course he kind of said the same stuff a lot of people says, but one in particular thing is he said, I want to become more versatile and I want to learn the center position. And um, that kind of stuck with me when he said that because of you know, ever since Ryan Khalil left, we've just not had any stability there. And I know we've got Bozeman that come in and, and uh, Pat F. Line can play center a little bit and stuff like that. Um, but I don't think Deontay Brown's got anything to be worried about. I think it's all up to him. You know, if, he, if he's put in the, the work this offseason, man, the guy's strong as an ox. I mean, it's obvious he's violent at the point of attack. And, you know, you just see him knock guys on their hind end. So if, he, uh, if he's put in the work this offseason, he comes in and they don't feel like he's overweight or, you know, that they feel like he's, he's done what they've asked him to do. I could see him maybe not taking one of those starter positions, but being a backup center, being a backup right guard, maybe even left guard. Um, you know, I'm not as, as keen on all that stuff to say like Cody is or whatever. I'm more like uh, Tony with the eye test. But, you know, I think that he could definitely be a valuable backup that could potentially see, you know, a, a starting position if somebody goes down or, or even moving into next year when – you know, contracts start running up. So, uh, anyway, just give me your take on I love this call, first off, is like, you know this mug listens. He said Tony got the eye test. Look, he knows this. He knows. This is all this is all true. I was like, that's all I do. I just look at it. I was like, oh, kind of. It feels like Deontay Brown, big and giant. Where did Vince Wilfork play on the defense? He played over the ball. It seems like the least that would be a reasonable position for Deontay Brown to play. You know, I mean, if I is this the center can't be the most athletic position on the front. But yeah, I think it's overblown. Like I think the whole thing about right. Deontay Brown is a failure oh, of evaluation. Want it to be overblown? No, it is. It is overblown. <laughs> wow. No, it is overblown. It <laughs> is overblown. And I guarantee you, because what we have seen is that Matt Rule doesn't have the judgment to actually be able to evaluate these players correctly. And now he cut fucking Troy Pride Jr. Asshole. Oh, God, dude. Look, yes. all I'm saying is that Deontay a great Brown. Fourth round pick. A Deontay Brown can pick. do everything Brown they do want a guard to do. Get the fuck out of here. No, I don't, I don't want to hear another thing about Troy Pride and his bum ass ever again. <laughs> Deontay Brown is a starting level NFL guard. He just needs to be given his opportunity. Just like Brady Christensen was barely given an opportunity last year. So, yeah, I know that Deontay Brown is a good player. He just needs the opportunity to do that. Maybe they played him at center. I don't know. I just think that he's a better guard. And that's where he's best served. You just said this, is that uh, Deontay Brown is a starting level player who's never started, but Troy Pride Jr. is a bum who started eight games. Mm. Mm. (laughs) That's what you said. Do you not hear it? No. Deontay Brown is a starting level player who has started zero games. Oh, but yeah. Troy Pride Jr. is a bum who has started eight games. Yes, that's the matter. No, he's literally started. He's more accomplished 
than DeAndre Brown. No, that's he the literally. If they both died today, one would have a better NFL but, career than the other. No. Cody, can I ask you if you have if he hasn't started a game, what do you see in him that makes you believe I, he's a? Uh, I'm not saying you're okay. wrong because I truly don't right. know. Yeah, but just right. what do you – like, point, where, where are you getting this is the point. The point. I, I'm the college film watcher, dude. And I'm telling you, I saw Deontay Brown for three seasons at Alabama, including when my Clemson Tigers went up against him. I have watched so much film about Deontay Brown. And I know that other notable analysts have also – done very detailed breakdowns on his college film. And the dude was one of the best offensive linemen for the Alabama Crimson Tide. And how was then, uh, how was Kelvin Benjamin in college? Not as good as Deontay Brown. Oh shut the fuck up. <laughs> not as good as Deontay shut Brown, up. bro. Oh my god. I was just wondering, like I said, I'm not saying you're wrong because I really look, don't look, know, look, look. Wow. Tony Dinks. Oh, wow. Tony Dinks that he's gonna hit me with a checkmate. And then I just <laughs> juke his ass and head forth to the to the other end of the board, dude. All right, you can't, call. dude. That's I'm telling you, man. Crap. That was bullcrap. Next you know. call. <laughs> hey, this is Kevin from Charleston, aka the Drunken Panther. Oh. Um, you know, there ain't really much to talk about until training camp, but apparently ESPN has this ring dead last, which I I ain't too mad at because. Every time we're expected to do absolutely nothing, we do something. And every time we're expected to do something, we don't do shit. You know, my biggest worry right now is who else is going to be that defensive end for us? You know, I want Clowney to come in. I think we got the money and everything else, but we need another defensive end, another linebacker. I think we'd be good for the rest of the year. But uh, those are my thoughts. Signing off, a.k.a. the Drunken Panther. A.K.A. White Chocolate Espresso, A.K.A. Mr. Good Bar, A.K.A. Timmy Colon the God, A.K.A. Mr. Big Head, and finally A.K.A. Tex McGee. Peace. I think you get one next bro. Instead of the, we got the growl that makes what the the roar. We have the 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 voice wow, that makes okay, well, them howl. First, we have the voice that makes them moist. Our very right. Okay. Then we have the growl that makes them howl. That's, That's Joey. Joey. And then there's another come up on the web. We need to make the drunken. He needs to just throw up at the end of every call <laughs> if he's gonna be the Carolina. Ugh. All right. Um. Uh, um I'm just trying to see what he was saying about they were dead. ESPN had him as dead last. I'm oh, just yeah. wondering, like, as, as well, like overall, because yeah, that's, a weird, right, that's so weird because we apparently Jags. had the second best defense. Yeah, we had like the fourth Ooh, best offense, fourth best draft this year by ESPN. Like, and we've done nothing but improve. I'm not saying he's wrong because I didn't see the article, but yeah, no, I, I just yeah. wonder, wonder where we would be, like, why would we be, we'd be ranked last? Because like, a lot man. of teams. Even with us last year, that were worse. At least us. put us 29th. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just wonder what he what what that mean if it was like dead Who last in a category then? or overall. That's a good question. Who are we yeah. better than this year or last year? No, this going into this year. I think we're better than like, Atlanta what teams are and worse than us. I think we're better. Detroit, New Orleans, Atlanta, New York Giants, New York. So maybe Detroit, maybe the Jets. You said Detroit, uh, Atlanta, and the Jets. And well, not the Jets because they had a good draft. Maybe New, no. New Orleans. 
I think we're better in New Orleans. So that's three. Uh, hmm. Anybody else got another team? I think that... Jags? Did we say the Jags? Yes. No, I didn't yeah. say the Jags, but that's another team. Um, Can I have you repeat the question? Who are we what better are, than? What, what, who are, like, if we're not the worst team in the league, who are we better than? Yeah. So, Jags? Uh, I would say, okay. Atlanta Falcons, Detroit Lions, um, ja- yeah, I'll say Jacksonville. Um, I would say, mm, fuck it, Seattle. I say we're better than Seattle. Okay, I'll agree with that. Yeah, better than Seattle. Right. Um, what about maybe uh, I say we're better than the Jets? We're better than the Jets. They had a good draft, though, man. Um, yeah, they did, but I think we're better than the Giants. Yeah, even though we Giants. lost to them, I think we're better than the Giants. Um, let me see, man. Who else am I missing the here? The Texans, maybe. Better yeah. Texans. Okay, Texans. Uh, how about the Bears? I better think we're better Bears. than the Bears. Yeah, I mean, so I, I would put the Bears way back up on the list. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yes. Like, so right. you see what I'm saying? Like, once you actually start to do the math. Like the Panthers. Oh, somebody said the Commanders. Look, JD fifty four said Washington yeah. Commanders. Maybe the Vikings. Vikings. Chicago. That's the one. How is Chicago not at the bottom? Tell me Just that. How are they not that. the worst team in the league? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, maybe Tell Minnesota. Maybe Minnesota too. Minnesota too. I think we're I mean, at level of Minnesota better than them. Yeah, but man. that's why, they're man. Like, receivers. Man. No, I mean, they, like you can understand why they're not going to be like, dead last. Right. Why yeah, are the Bears? That's a great question, Greg. I think it may have been in a category. It had to have been in a category. Nah, like, well, I can't think well, of somebody overall, said, but... I saw somebody tweet that out, and they said, thanks, David Newton. I was like, man, well, you're welcome. We love David Newton. Of course, he got you in the, he gave us something to talk about tonight. The number is 252-228-5098. Let's go to the next call. Hi, this is White Chocolate Espresso from Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> um, there's not a lot to talk about so i have a riddle for mr cody (laughs) cody how many shitty quarterbacks who constantly underthrow balls does it take to make justin ross an undrafted free agent that's the riddle you figure it out dude what you're hearing here not only is it a guy who's really bad at giving himself nicknames but he's also expresso is like the best. Oh, uh, no, ever, dude. One, like, I don't think that's cool. Dude, as shit. people that's need to like learn. It. I <laughs> think it's dope as fuck. Dude, like, I, was like, I was about to come up in here and be like, that's a great nickname. But the first thing Cody leads with is he's bad at giving him some. No, nickname. because he can, no, pick one, dude. No, you have to pick one. You don't know. You don't get to have a million. You're either the drunken panther. Or your white uh, chocolate express. Oh no! Pick I'm one, bro. Them. But first and foremost, this is just a call of a salty ass South Carolina Gamecoons <laughs> fan who hasn't won anything in fucking years. And the best thing that he could hope for is that their reject quarterback Spencer Rattler uh, can do something this year. Nah, he misses that he Garcia. They had a guy bro, named Garcia that played quarterback for them like ten. Yeah, he years sucked ago. too. I, He's a game cocktail. Like Ninety stuff. years old. Hey, uh, real quick before we go on to the next call, we never we didn't mention it in the other call. Uh, someone mentioned Jadavian Clowney. Yeah, that was Kevin. Of course, it is a game cock. So, what do y'all think about that? <laughs> I'd take. Yeah, I'd, 
Okay. We have cap space. We need a good defensive end. Uh, he's got, you know, little tread left on his tires. I think. I mean, I, I would take him. Why not? I mean, if anything, he's going to give experience in the room. You know, he's he never would really be a underperformed. Good fit for this line and what we need, like scheme wise, right? Like an all around down defensive guy end. Well, but like he's not a he's not a liability in the run, and he is strong in the pass rush. Mm-hmm. The problem with this defense is that they've had guys that, when you're on running down on rush on like they're rushing the ball, that like you they take away your best asset, which is like when we had Hassan Reddick and Brian Burns out there, and they just wanted to run at us. Those two guys, like they were too good to take off the field, but also not the best players at that moment. Mm-hmm. So Clowney would give, I think, some balance to a Brian Burns type player yeah. that Hassan Reddick didn't. But then the question is this: is um, he's you know he's struggling with injuries, no problem. You're not trying to sign them to a long-term deal. It's just like, right. what do you want? Are you trying to, do you believe Clowney is going to be a guy that's going to mentor some guys and you're going to be like getting better with them? Are you trying to win with them? So I think you bring them in and you say, this is teach YGM how to be the dude. I think it's like a Roman Harper type signing. To be honest with you, that's what he a, needs. A proven be. player that has that. a lot of experience that you yes. want in your locker room to teach. Or what about what about like a what about like a Jared Allen? You know, I mean, right. another defensive end position. Yeah, I mean, but see, here's the thing: is that the only thing I don't like about these comparisons is Jared Allen was a Hall of Fame player right then. You know what I'm saying? Like he was on the back. He was a guy that you're bringing in there that's going to produce and bring that to your team. I, I just don't know enough about Clowney and what he's been through and his attitude. Like, is he going to be a guy that is that has that kind of aura to him? I just don't know. Maybe he does. Hey, but I'm I, not ready to compare Clowney to Jared Allen. I'm not ready to compare Clowney to Peanut Tillman. You know, it's like they are... He's been very good, but he has not been great at their levels. It's not like it, Julius Peppers. But, okay. It, okay. Tell me I'm wrong. Jadavian Clowney wrong. is <laughs> all right, dude. Jadavian Clowney is like the perfect signing for us right now. Because one, He's you're a good okay, one, one, nice. one, you're you're losing Hassan Reddick. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a lot of production. But number two, you you know, uh our coaches have mentioned that we need to do better setting a physical edge. And defending against the run. I think Jadavian Clowney goes a long way in doing just that. Mm-hmm. On top of that, you're not going to be dependent upon him. So it's not like Khalil Mack going to the Chargers or Vaughn Miller going to the Bills. You're you're looking at a, a situational player. He's going to be able to come in, be a starter. But even if it goes down due to injury, you know you have Marquise Hands. You know you have YGM. You have uh, Luvu even. You have other dudes that you'll be able to fall back on at that position. And the Panthers have the money to do so right now. Got the we have the most free agent dollars in the NFL right now still. So why not use that money and upgrade the trenches? That's where the football games are won and lost. Mm-hmm. Look, he I, said uh, – oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, 
my let me ask a question before we we jump into this what do you see as ygm's role on this team mm, good question mm. i would say i don't know i'd like well to given what they think about deontay brown he should be julius peppers with a bigger dick ygm <laughs> ygm should be I mean, honestly, I kind of think he's another one of those players that hasn't been given the fullest opportunity. He's been right. hurt. Yeah, he's he got been hurt. Year, so can we Even agree? Phil Snow said it. Can we agree that bringing in a clowny would limit his ability to have that same opportunity? I mean, Possibly. yeah, but yeah. I mean, at the same time, you're still going to be giving him opportunities it's just you're going to have Jadavian Clown as a part of it you know um right. i think he shined last or year or he would give him at least a six game opportunity because he's going to be hurt for six games Who's maybe Jadavian yeah. Clown or Gross yeah. Oh, yeah, look, 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 I'd say no. Look. I hope they're not hurt the same six games look Jesus. i'm going to say Jadavian Clowney is not injury prone he's played for six years he got injured his rookie year and then he got injured in 2020. Other than that, he's played 15 games at least every season. He's not I really mean, that injury like prone. Him. And he's gotten nine sacks almost every season. Except, so, I mean, he's, he's nine sacks. I'll, I'll take that. I, I don't know. I just kind of yeah. wonder what is it, what if it means if we sign Jadavian Clowney, what does it mean for what we think about this team? It means that they don't think that any of these young prospects are the real Ooh. deal. They don't think that Frankie Louvu is the guy. They don't think that. You know, or does it mean that they think they're good and they need to get way better? No, because YGM is on the back end of his rookie contract, right? And and then you have uh, Marquise Haynes, who's brought in uh, for one more year, I think, right? He's on the one-year deal. Um, I mean, these guys, I mean, here's the thing is, this is the time to find out whether they're going to be good or not, right? And and they've had some years to develop. They've had some years under Bill Snow's uh, you know defense. Um, last year it was the Brian Burns and and Hassan Reddick show. And and I think it's time for them to be able to get a shot. I mean, I like I said, I I think that it would just be way too expensive. I mean, I say way too expensive. I don't know what the market market's going to be. It feels like it would be more expensive than we need to have when we have guys like that in the back end who could possibly come in here and, and show that they're able to do something. A little bit better than than what we've seen because they haven't been given a real opportunity. We still have ninety five no ooh, ninety seven people watching. Thank you for your time and your support. I want to ask this question to you guys before we go to the next call. I want the chat room to respond. Then we'll go to the call. And I'm trying to feel like I got to phrase it in the right way. We were. It's kind of like a Troy Pride question. Ooh, your pride question. This is your pride and joy. Who was the pride and joy player that you thought was going to be good that didn't, that wasn't? Hmm. And someone who, like, could have been good for a moment. You know, it could be a Kelvin Benjamin. I will tell you this. I've got my player right here, my pride and joy player, Coney Ely. Uh, I knew you were going to say that. Coney Ely, if the Panthers win the Super Bowl in 2015, the 2015 Panthers, if they win that Super Bowl, Coney Ely is the MVP. 
He had a yeah. game that was equivalent mm-hmm. to Von Miller. He had two sacks, a fumble recovery, interception, like all of that. He did all of that. And the next year, the Panthers gave him the starting defensive end role. They said this is like, this is your job. You were about to be MVP last year. And then he was gone, went to the Jets and not in the league anymore. Who is your pride and joy player chat of a guy you thought was going to be good? Was even good for a moment. It could be a David Geddes type question for you. The number is 252-228-5098. Let's go to the next goal. Yo, what's the C3 is JD54? Hey, you know, I don't know if y'all uh, spoke on it. I just tuned in a little bit ago. But I had an um, unpopular, possibly unpopular idea. So knowing that the Panthers want to sit corral for a year and a lot of fans are saying we need to sit corral for a year, I feel like the best opportunity to get a team immediate success would be to bring Cam in or Nick Holtz. Personally, I prefer to see what Cam could do behind obviously the best offensive line he's had in his entire career. So, uh, yeah, I just want to the, get your guys' opinion on that. Bring Cam in, sit corral for a year, and at the very least, he has a veteran that's been an MVP, taking a team to the Super Bowl, a guy who actually knows what life looks like to learn from. So, yeah. All right, JD54 in there. I'm going to start this off and say I'm tired with Cam to Carolina talks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just, man, I just, I, you heard me measuring everybody against Cam and everything. He is my yardstick and this and that. Just bringing him back again just makes my, just makes my soul hurt. Huh? So no, it's a no for me. Can, can I ask? What like I know we have examples in the NFL like Aaron Rodgers and all these players that sat for a year and and how good they've become. But um, what does what does sitting for a year really do for you? You get to watch a game, you get to practice like you normally would. I think this is a great except question, the second Greg. string players, and then you get to watch a game from great seats. Like what imagine does, if like, you went as a brick mason. And you just and said just sat watch and watched for a year. Time. Yeah. Like what what Not if Aaron like, Rodgers hey, you pl- go do it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a difference between like you go be right. hey, go put that brick wall up and I'm gonna watch you do it. Right. There's a like, difference between that. But just like, hey, sit over there and watch me lay brick. Like what 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 if Aaron Rodgers and these players who sat for a year were just good? And if you just started them a year before, they would have been good too. Like, what is sitting down and somebody for a year? do for you to make you that much more ready or better like you don't well you know what it does greg it prevents you the opportunity from becoming broken i don't even think it's just that i think you have to need to play i think it's it's clear that there is a learning curve to understand uh nfl football and um you know the offenses the way plays are called the level of competition that you're really going up against like and I, maybe That's one off season isn't enough to actually be able to learn those things, especially from one yeah. of the cerebral posi- cerebral positions such as quarterback or middle linebacker, right? I think uh, I Great think point. that Great that could be a part of it, but I mean, because I mean, it's just it's too many examples of guys sitting for one year behind another person 
and coming out and just blowing the doors off of the fucking thing. But generally you know? behind a great quarterback, not behind Sam Darnold. Not not true. Yeah. Really? Not true. It, it, Alex Smith wasn't a great quarterback for Patrick Mahomes, right? Um, you can uh, make Alex, an argument. That well, 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 Smith well, was a pretty good quarterback. He was good, but he was <laughs> well, not a here's great the quarterback. Thing, actually, which is the Alex Smith, uh, Patrick Mahomes example it may encapsulate the whole story. Okay. Because Alex Smith was drafted number one or number two overall in, in front of Aaron Rodgers. Year, right? Yeah, and that was the year Aaron Rodgers slipped, slipped, mm-hmm. slipped, slipped. And that's why people stopped going to the draft. And also, he and, and Aaron Rodgers becomes the quintessential argument for sitting a guy, right? Because you had brett Favre and they did this and it just and then aaron Rodgers became the best quarterback in the world but alex smith they picked alex smith over aaron Rodgers, started him from day one and he stunk bro he was fucking terrible for his first four years and it was almost to the point where alex smith looked like he was completely a bust and then he had one or two years with Harbaugh before in San Francisco. Yeah. And then they traded him to Kansas City. Goes with Andy Reid and it just worked out. So what I'm trying to say is that when this encapsulates encapsulates the question you're asking, is that you have on one hand a quarterback who you know sucked it i didn't want to say it (laughs) he just sucked for those first four years and then you have another one that's waiting you know so like you can ruin a quarterback by putting them out there too early and you can delay a quarterback by not putting him out there quickly enough i mean just what what if they would have sat what if the Bengals would have sat uh what's his name their their quarterback yeah joe burrow ACL, acl tear yeah, no, I, you can't blame him getting an ACL tear on being a rookie, though. Right, that's, but that's he wasn't, not fair. Right, but no, but I, my my point is, is like there's this was a little too convenient. To <laughs> right, right. I mean, you, you, so I mean that funny. that part. I mean, it, it's like I said, there's in there's, this instance, yeah. Like you look at, I mean, let's let's be real about it. Name a quarterback that has come out and has become a great quarterback after playing his first year as a rookie. Who's the guy from San Francisco? What is it? San Francisco or San Diego? Uh, what's his name? Oh yeah, just one. Everybody. He wasn't yeah, the Justin starter Herbert. though. Which, he wasn't by the, the way, he was a starter like week five or yeah, six. He right. Over. So he, he pretty much went over the whole season. Old, um, uh, Dak Prescott, but he wasn't put like CK's right. He, he wasn't. The pressure wasn't from. Like the expectation wasn't from day one from him True. to start. True. There's so much that goes into I almost crazy. think that um he is Justin Herbert might be ruining the conversation about expectations for like first of all, he's had what two good seasons, and neither of them have truly, truly translated into team success, though. Well, he has the most passing touchdowns of any two two-year quarterback in NFL history. Two years, so in his first two years, he's thrown more touchdowns than anybody. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And, and, and he set the... I just feel like yeah, people have... Glor- thank yeah. you, but, all right. I no, you're that. right, though. I mean, Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert is the 
Um, he's the outlier. Yeah. You know, right. both, yeah. Both, Is he both, breaking both, and Most guys, I mean, there's a reason why so many people were wrong on him on Twitter and online and, and then just to have their nose rubbed in it. Um, yeah, I mean, and couldn't it, Josh Allen be another example in a different way? Yeah, because well, he wasn't no, like you could say well, because of a guy who did not meet. So here, for someone like you, Cody, who evaluates these prospects, yeah. you know, we could say all these reasons why. And then you can point to Josh Allen being a guy who is an example of that, like the opposite of what they said. But like, isn't that kind? Could that could Josh Allen be also an outlier? Yeah, he very well could be, and because no, again, he well, no, well, he couldn't be an outlier because he did not start out that way. Like you're talking about, what I'm meaning is, like if you look at Josh Allen, it took oh, him three right, yeah, years I, I to get to that level. Question. That's my fault. Mm -hmm. I yeah, you said, yeah. If you're talking about Josh Allen, it took Josh Allen until his third year before he really turned it on. And by the way, they also had really bad receivers. There's a clip. No, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I was pivoting the question. What I was trying to say is, yeah, that, is, that, is, is that if um, he could be more. Anyway, don't worry. Along. Don't worry about the Josh Allen talk. I don't care about it. Yeah. <laughs> that, might... I saw a tweet today where someone said, is he the most physically gifted quarterback we've ever no. seen? And He's good. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> but it seems. Yeah. Y'all forget Cam Newton. All right. Let's yeah. go to the next goal. Did we hear this one? This me, Sea Dog. No. I'm not going to be long tonight. I'm trying to be long, but real quick on the, the whole Devontae Adams thing. I can't believe we drafted Kevin Benjamin, who wasn't even oh. a top 10 receiver in his draft class. You know, Devontae Adams, like number eight. I want to say Allen Robinson was like seven or whatever. You know, that was just, you know, just imagine, like Cody said earlier, I was listening to the show while I got work on the way home driving. And uh, like, imagine the Super Bowl if we had Devontae fucking Adams and goddamn Ted again. Like, man, and fucking Greg Olson. Like, what the fuck, man? But, uh, shit. Then Cody talking about goddamn Matt Corral better than Bryce Young. He might need to pump his brakes on that shit. You know? No. I don't know all about that. Pump, pump, pump. But we got to see. You know? Right. They need to go ahead and let Matt Corral goddamn start, man. And goddamn cut. Sound down and be done with his ass. Bring Cam back. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, what else? That's about it, man. Shout out to G, baby. You know what I'm saying? I didn't see him in the goddamn live chat tonight. But y'all boys keep doing a goddamn great job. It was a great show. You know, and anytime you come in here, man, make sure you got them wipe your feet off on the motherfucking light button. The motherfucking right. yeah. shit Tell is motherfucking free, man. These dudes got them consistent. They do a show every Tuesday and every goddamn free Free for fall, free for all Friday, That's you know. Right. But y'all yeah, fellas, keep up the great work. Like, subscribe. This shit is free, man. It's fucking free. Thank That's you, right. Sea Dog. Sea Dog understands exactly what's about mm -hmm. consistency, consistency, consistency. We've been yep. doing this show for twelve years now on Tuesday nights, every Tuesday night, nine p.m. Originally, actually, I just lied to y'all, folks. For the first three years, we did it on Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. Because uh, Mel Mayock lived in Vegas. And he that was his 9 p.m. And we had to make everything work. But now, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We've done it since 2012. Entire time. And look, here, I'll show you the consistency with that call. 
the first time Tony Dunn freaked out in a live C3 draft party was when we drafted Kelvin Benjamin. Kelvin Benjamin. I just put an R in it. Kelvin Benjamin. That was the first draft party we did. That was the first one, 2014. I remember this guy, his name was Big Q, was on the show. He used to do a show. He probably still on the internet doing shit. But he and he made fun of me. He's like, Tony, you're being too hard on this. You're too emotional. T Money might have even been back around then. We got to call T Money and see if he remembers that mess. Somebody reach out to him on Twitter. Y'all know T Money. But he was like, Tony, you're always so emotional, all of this. And I was like, Kelvin Benjamin, why, why, why? And you know what? I was a damn genius. Y'all were the fools. Well, can can I say to the caller, to be fair, like anybody who's like upset about this Devontae Adams thing, I get it. But if we'd have had Devontae Adams in 2015, I don't think he had even as good of a year as Jericho Cotri did in 2015. Remember, we just looked at his no, stats. No, but like he would have been better right. than Kelvin Benjamin, who was hurt. Who was hurt. But but who, but who's to say that? You're right. But like who's how right. much? I mean, Kelvin Benjamin had a better rookie year than Julio Jones did. We could have gotten a you know? lot, right? You're, so, that's a good point. So, so then, you got to keep in mind point. too, guys. I mean, and I don't want to take away from Devonte Adams' success, but He's the best receiver in the league, bro. Right, but you also, you know, when you develop with a quarterback as as intelligent as Aaron Rodgers, I 100%. think. I think that goes a long way mm-hmm. to developing the type of wide receiver that he became. Like, if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers, I don't know that Devontae Adams is the same receiver that he is today. Mm-hmm. Now, does that mean he's not going to be a great receiver for Oakland? No. I think that he's going to be a great receiver for Oakland because he's learned so much from Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's going to be a, a, an asset for him moving forward. But so, I mean, I, I like it's, it does it's help to, to be awesome and play with an awesome quarterback. Exactly. So, you know what? Guess who had an awesome quarterback in 2015? Yeah. yeah. The awesomest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love him. Miss him. All right. Next call. Who's that? Call back in real quick. But real quick, man. Troy Pry is a motherfucking bum. I said he was a fucking bum when we drafted his ass. He was a fucking bum. A waste of fucking draft. Uh, this is my last time calling in the night, man. But no, look, man. One. I it. You don't got no number two fucking defense. A number two defense don't give up 200 yards in a motherfucking oh, game. I agree we didn't. <laughs> gave up 200 said, yards rushing against the Redskins. Cam Newton fucking balled out against the Redskins. But we lost because the defense got there. Because the motherfucking run. They ran for over 200 yards on us. So, therefore, you don't have a number two defense. We had a number two defense the year we went to the Super Bowl. Thanks, C-Dog, for this. And not because I'm trying to cut you off, but because we're going to try to push the show along, one. And number two, I was thinking about this with the Dave Gettleman stuff. Remember we were talking about Dave Gettleman, Herney, and how easy it is to say how terrible Dave Gettleman was? Like you can say he was just shitty, ruined all this. But... 2013, 14, 15. The Panthers' defense was top five every year. You know, like, I mean, like, you got to give a look. I mean, we could say, all right, I think we can give some other credit. We can give it to Ron Rivera. Mm -hmm. We can give it to Sean McDermott, who was our defensive coordinator. We can give, but our defenses those years were like legit, legit. Mm hmm. 
Like I would I mean I put the twenty thirteen defense up against any defense in the league ever. Like if I had one, like if you could pick your defense to play with, that would be mine. That was Greg Hardy, Charles Johnson, KK, Star, just blowing it up every then you had T D, then you had uh uh Luke Keekley. We had uh who was his name? Mike Mitchell. You didn't have Keekley yet, then, did you? When when yeah, we get Keekly? 2013. Okay. 2013, we were on pace. We had 60 something time. It was either 60 sacks or something like that. Luke, like, that was we the year he got on pace the year to be well. an 85 defense, like the 85 Bears. Yeah. So yeah, defense. in 2012, he was rookie of the year. And then in 2013, he was the defensive player of the year. So yeah, that was it. That 2013 year was the year we beat New England on Monday Night Football. Where yeah, Keekly I mean, like, stopped the last pass was yeah, with yeah. The, and they picked the flag up and all. That defense was the best. I lo- I saw a top five defense that year. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a top five defense last year. No, the support was the no. dog saying. Right, I think we all kind of addressed that. It was fraudulent. It was, didn't I say that all year? Fraudulent Mm -hmm. number two. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it was one hundred percent (laughs) fraudulent. Like, I mean, it's it was not a bad defense. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to say it's a bad defense. It was though. Like, if you look at those games, it did not pass. (laughs) It was a top ten defense, kissing a top five, but it did not feel like those years we had a top defense where like it was like this i was like i don't give a fuck we can square those years 2013 2014 2015 you could have scored 12 points a good like we scored 12 points on offense and we still think we got a chance to win i almost felt like i said that every if we score over 15 we win like it's a race to how many times as a panthers fan did you say it was a race to 20 yeah I mean, how many a race times? to yeah. twenty? Whoever gets to twenty first wins, bitch. That's I mean, what it we was, used to say with those teams. It was, yeah. I mean, even like the Seattle, like you know, when we had the uh, like this the the rivalry with Seattle that wasn't really a rivalry. Like every game that we came down to was like a uh, with like we scored some of the wow. lowest scoring games in the history of the NFL with those. Um, the Buffalo Bills game that was the year that. Um, that that 2013 season as well. That was the year that that uh, well, he was on the hot seat. That um, Ron Rivera was on the hot seat. I think we lost like nine to ten or something like that. Race God. to twenty. I was a little disappointed with the chat room's participation in my player who could be great conversation. Hmm. So someone say Greg Hardy. Thought that was all right. The chat room is having their own conversation most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about and not that I that they didn't participate. I'm trying to think about this. I think Kerry Colbert could be on that list. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like these, there's a couple of people that we gotta go back. You gotta go deep into the well sometimes. Dwayne Jarrett. Yeah, a lot of yeah. I expected I mean, him to be a good I, wide receiver. I thought David um, Geddes, man, was gonna do it, man. That yeah. guy was awesome if he had a hamstring. 
Right. Joe, uh, Joe Adams, whenever he, his rookie year, like they pumped ooh, his rookie with year. The punt, like, return from Arkansas, the punt return from Arkansas. Dude, yeah, I, I have them. like 17 Joe Adams rookie autographs. Yeah. Like they put so many Joe Adams rookie autographs in that year's rookie card. Swole Bones. We had this one. Uh, God, what was that tight end we had? His name was Swole Bones. Swole Bones. I have a signed cam wow from him. And he was just so jacked. Mm-hmm. Like, he was like, oh, he's going to be the next fucking... And he didn't do shit. Nah. Uh, um, I, would, I would also say yeah. Josh Norman for that pick. I was always a fan of his, and he struggled in 2000. But he actually did shit. He had one Yeah, I know, but like the way... The, one yeah, it may not be We're, a good answer, then but like... The right. but he, listen, he had that one big year in 2015. He started to show up in 2014. But if y'all remember, I think it was in like 2013 or 12. Norman got benched. Yeah, I Buffalo game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was not looking good. And at that time, you know, people were kind of hopeful about what Josh Norman could be. But we kind of thought he was too hot-headed and they just wouldn't play his assignments correctly. Um, and that's kind of what I felt like at the time. But then he turned it on, and then the way that it ended in Carolina and his NFL career just as as total. You know, he hasn't really done much since leaving the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Funches. Um, Funches is in there. Matt Khalil. In there. I Dude, expect Matt Khalil to be the answer. I was like, oh, Tony, I'm surprised it. that you haven't said either Demir Bird or Cameron Artis Payne. Oh man, yeah. those boys, they exceed every expectation you ever mm-hmm. lived in. Dude, what's with you and falling in love with these average ass players, man? Troy Price. No, no, Cameron no. How about this? Demir Bird, Bird, more accomplished than who's your favorite player? That Gardner you know? DeAndre Brown. Pick pick your player, DeAndre Brown. Pick them. I want you to pick these boys, mm. whoever you love. Demir Bird, more accomplished. How about this? Demir Bird is more accomplished than Terrace Marshall Jr. by a million miles. Yeah, but only by longevity. I mean, he's been in the league for no, not by longevity. One game, one game. Like, pick a look at his rookie stats. Look at the just rookie stats, just rookie stats. Pull up. You're talking about this a number two round pick, a number two pick versus an undrafted. Pull up, my man. Demir Bird will make little Terrace Marshall. He will chirp, chirp his balls on Terrace Marshall Jr.'s face. Ter- Listen, a stiff breeze could tear Bird's collarbone in half. Okay. No, you're like, lying, the, 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 dude. He, he was oh, fragile. He was made of stain. I know. Glass. I'm going to fuck. That's why y'all well, don't give little baby Bird no respect. So Bird in his rookie year. Oh, you know what? Actually, Tony, you're not going to win this one. Bird in his rookie year had one reception for 16 yards. Terrence Marshall, his rookie year, had 138 yards receiving. Oh, what about Shai Smith? What about undrafted free agent? He was undrafted. They really. Uh, Shai Smith. Uh, 
surprised he's not showing me stats. I feel like you're misrepresenting Demir Bird. He did. I mean, I'm just saying. You just. He actually. Jai no Smith reason. had a hundred. Had had eleven targets, six receptions, 140 yards. Oh, better than Demir Bird, baby. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, they did. Demir Bird only had one catch in his rookie season. Look how mad Tony mm. is. Now his He's second so season, though his second season, he, he only had, had three. No, he actually, only look. His, his second season was even worse than his second and third no, season was worse. Listen, look at his second season. Down. He had ten catches for 105 yards, worse than both of them. His third season, he had one catch for eight yards. So his Who's first down? three, Demir Bird, his first three seasons were worse than. Shai he had ten catches for 105 yards and his, two touchdowns in 2017. That was and that was all he had. That, that's it. Ten, all ten, right. Ten, so yeah. first of all, he started three games. How many games did uh, Terrace Marshall Jr. start? Uh, None. Let's see. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. Yo, you're going to stop being such a hater hey, to all my Tony. current Panthers. I want to tell you this. One other They're thing Panthers is um, one kick return touchdown. I feel like we got to wipe 2016 off the slate. 2016 no. don't count. No, I feel like we got to wipe. Uh, I think we got to wipe Terrace Marshall Jr.'s first uh, season uh, under Sam Darnold with a horrible oh, offensive line. I second that motion. Mm. And oh, for what? Why is it not showing game start? Like, what did Demir Bird have? What was who was his quarterback, Tony? Oh, oh, touche. Oh, that's a good question. I was there at the butt touchdown game. Somebody put it in the chat. The butt touchdown game was awesome. All right, so this mug returned a touchdown and caught. He either returned two touchdowns and caught a touchdown or returned a touchdown and caught two touchdowns in the same game, Cody. Um, and, An undrafted I free agent, little baby bird, chirps up and does cheeky bird. Cheeky bird as Bobby is like that shit. Like he had an incredible ass game. Good riddance. Good riddance. He only had like he had like one good game a season. Like that was the the problem. Like he'd have one good free agent man. He had one one good game game one and then get ACL like get an ACL tear. That's enough for Tony to fall head over heels in love. Hey, by the way, you know how you were talking about your draft party when you uh, uh, Kelvin Benjamin was drafted. I found yeah. a video. I found a video. So I was oh. just like, I, I was trying to find your reaction. Look at Jay Cryer. I, I, I was trying to find your. Oh, uh, can we hear it? Yeah. Yeah. I'll just. I was trying to hate on most people's mock drafts. So, what do you think they'll do? Do you think they'll take him just because he's the best player there? So I guess I hadn't made the pick yet. Wow. Yeah. Find us where we made the pick. In there. Yeah. And by the way, I already saw a part where you, at, at this point, you're already 12 beers in. Is that what I said? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't I'm like I am, I'm not question. It's what? Oh, Joe. There's Joe. Is Look, it, when we it, go to Benjamin, it's crazy. But I don't know where. I don't know what, when Keep it going. Happened. Keep going. It's towards the end. Keep going. Hold on. Hold on. You'll see me. Keep going. It's towards the end. So. What? You sure this is the first one? This isn't it, is it? No, Big this Q's is not in this one. This isn't the right one. Yes, it is. This is seven years ago. Well, then it was eight years ago. Big Q was on it. I promise you. Um, join the party for the first round of the. Tw- yeah, this was not the twenty fifth. Yeah, we we drafted him twenty fourteen. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. Year before. Told you. Told you. Mm. Go Look one year Rita. back. Look at Joe Rita Lotto, though. I know. <laughs> Go one year back. That was great. All right. Um, I'm just trying to say is Demir Bird far more accomplished. Yeah, he had one good game for us. Marshall Jr. All right, my name is Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. Even though the beginning of the show sounded crazy because Tony was having a meltdown and somehow you guys really heard me. I hope not. Yeah, we did. Really? Yeah, we heard. We heard everything. Worst we heard you. Ever. Or we heard you yell out some homophobic uh, take statements. Thank you, Cody. I don't know what to do. I can't hear anything. I can't hear anything. All right. Uh, like Sea Dog said, smash the thumbs up button. Be a part of the show. Check out Robbie to English on Twitter. We'll be featuring that a little bit. Um, Cody Lashney ruining the internet like yeah. everybody. But we got to ruin the internet a little bit more with some ice up picks where we tell someone to ice up, toughen up, to get it together. Everything is free game, fair game. And guys, I need you to bring your best because I got like seven tonight and I need you to like, we're going to have to cycle and rotate. They need to be iced up. Who mm-hmm. needs to ice up somebody? Oh, I'll go. Get mine out of the way real quick. Though, yeah, okay. else. All right, so I am icing up Whoopi Goldberg, and this one might be a little bit long. It's for a number of different reasons, but man, I I cannot stand listening to this woman talk. She is, <laughs> she's so racist, and she's just such a terrible uh, microphone for headlines without any kind of knowledge or any kind of uh, uh, um, meat to the to, to to what she's saying. It's just like whatever the headline is, it, she she blurts it out there, and she gives this crazy, insane opinion about it. So, you know this whole abortion thing is going on with the, with the, the Roe versus Wade thing. And for everybody freaking out, I just want everybody to know this is not what she's putting out there, that it's going, that abortion is going to be illegal. If this is overturned, everybody doesn't know that that's not what this means. What this means is that like a democracy, like the government's supposed to work, they're giving the power back to the people to vote at your state level on what you want your state to do. The state laws, that's the way this government's supposed to work. Okay. But that's not the real reason I'm icing up. Whoopi Goldberg. I'm not getting on to anybody about their abortion views or anything like that. That's not what I want to talk about. As an extreme leftist that she is, she believes that a baby is not a baby until it is born. Until it is 100% born, it is not a baby. But she makes the argument for this Roe versus Wade thing that it's her body, her choice, and that that decision between her and her doctor and her baby, which is not a baby in the sake of fighting for the abortion, but when she uses it in the description for fighting for the abortion, she calls it a baby. So am I seeing it up for that? Because it's absolutely insane how you can have these words. Like, like the, the woman is, is nuts. And there was, dang, there was one more part of it I wanted to ice her about it. I'm going to remember in just a minute. But um, just Whoopi Goldberg, her, her, her mindset is, is, is nuts, man. Like, you, she, she just puts anything out there. And, and, and she gets canceled for two weeks for things that other people get shut down for. Which is what's so funny. So for her, Whoopi Goldberg, you can ice up, you know. And there's one more part to that, and I'll remember it as we're talking about it. But for for right now, Whoopi Goldberg, you can ice up. Ice up, yeah, uh, dude. I feel like she's always saying something stupid she nowadays. Is, um, but so I'm going to play a video. Sorry, sorry. Oh, 
Dang, I got overread. Got it. What? Go ahead. I was trying to talk and I was on mute and I was just uh-huh. talking to myself. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so I'm uh so normally there's uh there's this company, I guess, called Project Veritas. And they're kind of known as like a right wing type of thing. But basically they share these videos where they get very powerful people to say things and they filmed them. Well, this was um, somebody, it was a Twitter employee who is being interviewed about Elon Musk. Uh, it's, a, it's a short video. It's just a, a tad over two minutes. But listen to not only what he says about Elon Musk, but listen to what he says they've been doing at Twitter for years. Mm-hmm. Don't make profit. So it's going to say ideology, which is what's led us to not being profitable. And the rest of us who have been here believe in something that's good for the planet and not just to give people free speech. Yeah. Yeah, just, not just to give people free speech or anything. Because yeah. again, like these people really do believe in what we're doing. These are the policies we put in place for misinformation or mislabeling media or whatever. Yeah. Why do you think this should be taken down? Yeah. Like those are the questions they're gonna ask him. Yeah. 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 It's gonna be hard for him to be like, oh, because people should make their own decision. It's like, no, but people don't know how to make a rational decision if you don't put out correct things that are supposed to be out in the public. You're stupid. You don't know how to make a rational decision. <laughs> yeah, and it goes on to say that. Like, who determines what is correct? Like, what is correct, <laughs> legit information? Oh, but it's up to their team of people to determine. I do every day and why I go out is, like, we want it to be as fair and transparent and accurate as possible. Yeah, show the algorithms. There's a level of censorship to make it correct. Again, and what does correct mean? I guess it just kind of goes into the idea of like, well, what is correct? So uh, again, he's talking about we at Twitter, we're supposed to be pushing this narrative to help everybody understand what isn't correct, even if that means censoring some things here and there. And he even admits it. Like, who is to say what is or isn't correct. But, dude, listen to the shit that he says about Elon Musk. Influencing all these rules that there's, and Elon wants to dismantle them, then technically our ideology has led us to not making money because we're not making money. And Elon wants to turn it the other way so that we can make money. There's a statement they need all 7,000 people to say. And so they can't, like, tell us the like. The real yeah. Let's yeah, this. So special. Your special needs. You're literally special needs. So I can't even take what you're saying serious. So basically, because Elon Musk has Asperger's, which is a form of autism, he can't be taken seriously, dude, because he's a special needs person. Oh, by the way, just the richest man on the planet. No big deal. Targeting of tweets. Wait, 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 wait. You can read it. Let me see. And how to protect yourself. Groups like Project Veritas are active right now. F- is that? It's like- so this dude that's interviewing him with the camera 
is from Project Veritas. And it's people at Twitter telling these dudes, hey, you better watch out for fucking Project Veritas, dude. Listen to how it ends. Some group that's trying to just out the employees. Like they're trying to go on dates with them like this and record them and then go sell it to the New York Times and say this is what the Twitter employee just said. This is what's really <laughs> happening. This is what they're telling us to not do. You're lucky that you met me organically because I would be questioning everything about you. Oh my god. First of all, how did he get him to shut look? Is that this organic date? This organic gay date is over because you would not shut the fuck up. It was like dating Tony. You Dude. would not shut the fuck up, man. We Dude. went on this date, and this guy was just a talk about like, hey, you want to talk about Elon Musk? Oh, well, I will talk about him for the next 27 minutes. Dude, yeah. he's literally it- showing the guy the internal email <laughs> about Project Veritas, and he's talking to Project Veritas. And then he has the balls to say, oh, dude, hey, you're lucky. Uh, I'm not asking you a bunch. Thank of God we met this. on gay with a grinder. Thank God we met on grinder, dude. Yeah. I thought organically. That was, not only is it so emblematic of people in these like tech corporations, what they think, how they want to censor you, how they believe things, but also the fact that you're gonna make fun of Elon Musk, the most successful man mm-hmm. in the world. For having Asperger's? Hey, douchebag, what have you ever fucking accomplished in I your suck. lifetime? I suck, I son. I don't want to delve into it too much, but I, um, I am a center p- politics person. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, you know, I'm like, it, it depends on what issue it is. Right. If I'm liberal or conservative, right? I mean, like, mm-hmm. so I'm just not down a fair... I don't know how to explain it, but I tend to like intellectualism. I used to not like the idea that being liberal meant or being conservative was an anti-intellectual position, which that was the case, right? For a minute, it was like, if you're conservative, you're anti-intellectual, you don't like data, you don't like information, you don't like... It's flipped the other way. Right, that's what I'm. Uh, all right, so I'm driving. I'm driving down the road the other day, and it was. Uh, and driving down the. Of course, you're driving down the fucking road. What else are you doing on the road? But I'm listening to NPR, which I, I've always loved. You know what I'm saying? I'm listening to NPR for the like my whole life. I was very, and it was a commercial on. It wasn't even like a NPR, but it was like the base like later today it was a plug for one of their shows later on it's like later today about baseless was said this baseless conspiracy theories baseless conspiracy conspiracy theories and they said somebody's name i was like god damn imagine that you know it's like it was so loaded yeah so loaded it was not like oh man calling a conspiracy theory was not enough but baseless because I was like, oh my god, it just felt it was like, oh my god, if you don't fucking get the vaccine, you hate the world. It was really bad, and, and I, it's to the point 
Whereas someone who was the leftist, like, why are you pushing me away? I used to say this about Republicans, conservatives, is y'all push me away. Mm-hmm. You push me away with your over conservatism, your anti-gay talk. Your, you know what I'm saying? You push right. me away from you. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like the libs are pushing me away. Like, it's like, who wants me? Mm-hmm. God damn, can y'all be more reasonable? Well, liberals, like, they have this thing where it's like, like, okay, for for example, Joe Rogan is kind of viewed as like people online view him as this right-wing conservative voice, Mm -hmm. when in fact, he's more liberal than he is conservative. But you notice that whenever he does share a conservative opinion, like conservative people are like, yeah, go Joe Rogan. But when he when Joe shares a leftist opinion, lefty people aren't ever championing him because they've already deemed Joe Rogan to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and that's disappointing to me. Like, dude, I grew up in the nineties. I've never voted Republican a day in my fucking life. Just being honest with you. And like now that it's like the left is like shunning people and like telling people that you can't think this, you can't like this. And it's not even conspiracies at this point, because by the way, those baseless, yeah. those those baseless conspiracies, that's what that guy was just telling you about on that video. That they're that's censoring things, that they censor things to make sure that everybody's getting the right and correct right. information. Mm-hmm. Well, who are you to judge what is or isn't correct information? It's mm-hmm. bullshit. Especially when you have guys like Bezos who run Washington Post and you don't have to say anything about that, who's an extreme, extreme oh, liberal. Yeah. They don't say nothing about that, but Twit, but Elon Musk wants to buy Twitter and they make yeah. a deal. Hey, I, I do remember the other ice, part of my ISA pick for Whoopi Girlboy. Let me get it out real quick before we move on with it. The fact that she says my body, my choice is absolute bullshit because she's affecting more than just her in that. I can remember pe- people pushing a my body, my choice thing a long time ago that affected nobody but me like a vaccination and people were trying to drag you and drag me over the coals for it. So Ouch. the vaccination affects nobody but myself. Yet they tried to make a law out of that, Ouch. you know, well, so, just saying you can get somebody sick, but you can't, no, you like, can't. You but the vaccination doesn't, pregnant, doesn't Greg. stop. Greg, stop fucking everybody. It doesn't stop. <laughs> <people sick. laughs> You're such a All right. Uh, CK, man. do you got an ice up pick? Um, yeah, I mean, I was, uh, I was going to go, uh, just low hanging fruit and just ice up, uh, all the, the opponents of the, of the chargers because of their fucking schedule release. Oh, I know. Uh, they just dominated everybody. I, they left. No, I just like, obviously the, everything was just amazing, but like, I, I just, I thought that was a, an incredible, uh, an incredible, uh, uh, thing to, to have happen and, and just kind of like, I don't know. It was just amazing. So uh, I'm icing up the opponents to the Chargers who uh, absolutely got fucking roasted in that video. Nice. All right, to my first ice up pick goes, uh, my boy uh, told me this. He was like, I was like, man, I buy shoes. I still buy shit off of eBay. I love eBay. I still use eBay a lot. And uh, he's like, what the fuck you use eBay for? He's like, give you seven different different apps and this and that. Do this. And he said, here, check out. He told me this. And I'm like, I'm slow to the party. StockX. StockX. He's like, oh, you get these shoes. These shoes. He told me this. He told me this. So I heard this the night before. I opened the Twitter up the next day. And this is what comes up. 
Mm. He said, what the fuck? So he says, what the fuck? I'm suing StockX. Mm. And they got this Jordan that's got a butt cut. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, I ain't ever shopping on this StockX. I'm back on that eBay joint. Back on that eBay joint. That was my first one, man. That's the other great. one is this. Hold on. Uh, hold on. This is the other one. Let me get to this. Hold on. I'm pull it up. I pause it. Do this. Full screen it. All right. All right. So I saw this shit. It's like, uh, so I get angry. I mean, we all been angry, right? We all mm-hmm. been acting a fool. We all yelled at somebody. Uh, they didn't get something right or this and that. But like, you got to remember this. If you're going to yell at somebody, you're going to get on somebody's case, you better be in the right. Mm-hmm. You better be in the right, A. And B, you better have your own shit under control. This girl. What do you mean media cannot be played? Hold on. Refreshing. This girl gets out of the car. Can you see this? No. And leaves it in part and drive. And leaves it in drive. And then her car, look at this. Her car goes, and then she goes and chases it down. Look, boom. Uh-uh. It's about to go across a six-lane highway. Uh-uh. Oh. I was throwing their arms up like, oh, no. Look Damn, at this. One more time. Screen. Look at this. Hit the, hit, the, hit the full screen. Also, she was getting out to talk shit. It does something. Yeah, like it does something when I put it in the full screen. But yeah, she's look, she's upset. This white, this, and she's like, "Oh shit!" What was she mad about? Who knows? Something. But she was mad oh, at this Lord. restaurant, like a Wendy's or something. <laughs> she left her car. She forgot to put it in park, and that shit went wild, bro. And My then God. the last one, I thought that was funny. I got millions, man. I got a bunch. I could ice up everybody in my life. Well, right let's now. save some for. No, nah, yeah. here's the last one. This one's a little short one. Here's our little bot. Oh, no. This isn't it. Damn it. There was a Biden one uh, that I had, and it was like he was giving a speech, and he was like, and do you, we all know someone at the pandemic, during the pandemic, that was, had to go to school and they had to go sit in the, mcdonald's <laughs> and he said i can't man, they forgot why they had to go sit and he was trying to say <laughs> to get their free wi-fi <laughs> you know what i'm saying like he was trying to say oh like we need more wi-fi for everybody. he was just like i don't remember <laughs> all right that's my ice up pigs that's my ice up pigs put your car in park bitch yeah <laughs> put your car in park Dude, all right that's saw, the c3 i saw someone on twitter said joe biden isn't the president. The president is whoever writes the words on the teleprompter. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You gotta giggle a little bit about it. Oh, man. All right, my name's Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. You can find us every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. YouTube's the intranets, Facebook, and you can uh, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast at. Write a review. Give us a thumbs up. Call into the show at 252-228-5098. See my handle at cat underscore chronicles. Cody Lashney, tell them how to get how to get after you. Yeah, you see it on screen at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. You can find me talking a whole bunch of shit and making people really mad all the time on Twitter. Uh, it's kind of what I'm good at. 
And um, hey, man, oh. every Friday, every Friday, you can join the Friday Free For All. You can come on, be a part of the show, join the conversation, and um, be a part of the C3 podcast, man. Every Friday uh, here's, at 7 p.m. Here's for Kevin. Hey, this is uh, Kevin from Charleston, a.k.a. White Chocolate Espresso. I want to talk to Cody real fast. Cody, you say I can't have multiple names. Motherfucker. What? What? Can't. Why are you so ODB. Old Dirty Bastard. Dirk McGirt. Big Baby Jesus. The man has so many names, I can't even remember them all. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yes. I can't have many names as I can. And you know what? <laughs> oh, God. Oh. I'm the I'm the drunk panther right now. I just do up oh, some God, shit. It's oh, orange and purple. Fucking damn it! Yeah, for it. All right, Greg. How can they find you, brother? Uh, you can find me at the Bad Daddy Fifty Two on Twitter, or check me out live Fridays at nine PM Eastern Standard Time on YouTube at the Super Civil Servants Podcast. See, Gabe. You can find me on the social medias, the Twitters, the Facebooks, the instagrams uh codizzle allen i stream i you know uh thinking about creating an only fans you know who knows um but uh yeah come check us out you know what you better be having some whips some ties and some shame up in that only fans baby voice only Oh, yeah, it's, it's gonna be a voice. Oh, shame him! It's gonna be a it's gonna be a life and a day in the life, and it's just gonna be about you know waking, working, and wanking. You know, I'm just gonna call. I'm just gonna pay for you to shame Just pay for you to shame. Until next time, Panther Nation, keep pounding.